Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It's Saturday, October 21st. We are here live. Pick up the phone and join me, 8888-ROAD-DOG. Lines are open. We'll be getting to those calls in just a little bit. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. If you dial right now, you should be able to grab an open line. Phones will get busy here in a little bit, so jump in quick. Speaking of getting started as an owner-operator, I have some exciting news to announce. Back in uh, August, we released our first online course in Let's Truck University. I said I was going to try to put out one course every month. We put one out in August, one out in September, and I outdid myself. I just released two courses. Actually, I released one last weekend. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But I released another one this morning, just about an hour ago. And it is our first free course. I'll tell you what it is. But I want to thank the people who signed up for our first two paid courses. Because I committed then. I said, look, the more people that sign up, the more money I will continue to turn around and invest back into these courses. They really are. Um, they're a lot of work and they're a lot of time and a lot of cost, but they're, they're also really helping a lot of people. And we had such a great response. So many people signed up for the first two that I was able to create two more. I don't think I'm going to try that again, though, two in a month. I'm a little wore out. The course that I released this morning is free. It's our first free course. And Don't think that it's, you know, lacking in information. This is a really extensive course. This one is all about, it's about lease purchase programs, and it's about the six biggest mistakes that people make when they become owner-operators. I've been watching people screw this up for years, decades actually, and these are the six biggest things that go wrong. Plus, there's a whole section in there about financing your first truck, how to get that first truck. So I do a comparison of the different ways that that you could do and give you the pros and cons. There's also some, uh, some information in there about setting up a simple bookkeeping program. It's a really extensive course. There's video. There's a, a full audio you can download and listen to while you drive. There are cheat sheets, checklists, worksheets, uh, and it's all free. This is kind of um, step one for the course I released last week, which is not free. The course I released last week is actually I'm going to teach it live. So each week you're going to – I'm going to run this class for 16 weeks. Each week you're going to get a new lesson – 
and new assignments, and we'll do a conference call where I'll go over all of the information, um, kind of give you an idea of what you should be doing that week, and then answer all your questions. And I'll help with things like truck specs, ECM reports, oil samples. We'll do those on the call. There will also be a private Facebook group for that particular class. Now, this is the paid class. The free class that I just released is part one. Part two is the 16-week paid course. Once this course goes live, which is um, October 29th, let me check the dates on that. I better make sure I get that right. Um, actually, it goes live on October 30th. That's when we'll start the class, that week. I don't have my exact dates yet. Um, it could be Monday, probably will be Mondays. We'll do the uh, class. So it probably will go live and we'll do our first class on Monday the 30th. That means Sunday the 29th is the last day you can sign up because I'm going to run this like a real class. So once a class starts, you can't join. Now, I said last week I needed 50 people. I'm at uh, about 37, I think, right now. So we're going to continue offering the two specials that I offered last weekend. One is $75 off the first payment, so you can sign up. It will only cost $25 for that first payment. And two is I'm throwing in a bonus class when you sign up for this one. This one, by the way, is called Stop Holding the Steering Wheel and Start Driving Your Business. When you sign up for that this weekend, I will also throw in the fuel optimization course that we released for free. So lots of bonuses, lots of stuff going on. You can go download the or, or sign up. It's not a download. You'll take the course online. You can sign up for the free course right now. It's live. And you can also sign up for the 16-week course. Let's get to that 50 number today so I, I can make sure that I can do this. I'd love to have more, but I need at least 50. We got 37 last weekend. If we get, you know, another 30 or 40 this weekend, we'll be all set. So check out the, uh, the course I posted um, on Facebook as well, on my page and some of the other pages. Larry Wingett, uh, many of you have heard him on my show. Many of you have seen him at the CMC. He's been our keynote speaker for years. Larry is a six-time best-selling author, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. He is a regular contributor on Fox Business. He's had his own TV show. He's run multiple businesses. Larry was kind enough to write a foreword and record a video for um, this course. So you can check that out as well. Uh, I've got some other things, but I think what I'm going to do is get right to the phones and see what it is you want to talk about today. Let's start off in Kansas. John, welcome to the program. John, are you there? got to turn your radio off in the background. You know, John, I'm going to put you on hold. Your line is really noisy, and I can hear the radio in the background. We're going to go to Indiana. Jerry, welcome to the program. Jerry sounds like the same thing. We've got the radio on in the background. There is a big delay 
So if you're listening to the radio and not listening to your phone, it's not going to work. You've got, when you are on hold once your call's been screened, you've got to turn the radio off and listen on your phone. I'm going to try John in Kansas again. John, welcome. Hello? Oh, there you go. John, are you there? Hello? Yep. Hello? All right. So it looks like maybe it wasn't them. Here I am blaming them. It looks like it's our phone system again. And I believe it could be because of our Internet connection. So I will go back and talk about the uh, couple other issues that I wanted to touch on. And we'll have to see if we can get this fixed at the break. Um, when I get a minute or two at the break, I can reset our phone system, which I did right before the show. We, uh, ever since the fires here, we've been fighting Internet connections. I have multiple Internet connections, and still uh, some weekends we've had problems doing the live show. The good news is they are finally bringing fiber internet to our little town. I am first on the list. I've had my work order in for several months, but unfortunately, not only did the fire screw with our the internet we currently have, but it also put the schedule way behind on the new fiber. We were hoping to have it by November. Now I'm just hoping we have it by the end of the year. So we'll uh, we'll see if we can get this reset, and we will come back right after the break and we'll try it again so one of the things that that really is in the news everywhere i've been talking about it but i i think it is about to explode and that is rates and also the the demand for trucks and obviously those two go hand in hand supply and demand with everything going on around the country, the economy is finally starting to heat up a little bit. And, and remember, trucking is what's called a leading economic indicator. What that means is if you want to know what the economy is going to do in the next couple of months, watch what trucking is doing right now. Trucking being a leading economic indicator heats up before the rest of the economy. So we look at trucking to help us predict what's going to happen in the economy. Trucking is booming. We are setting record rates. We still have the ELD mandate to come. It's going to be a very exciting year. I think it's going to be a very exciting close to this year, and 2018 could be like nothing we've ever seen. I'm going to get to a break, see if I can fix our phone system, and we'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Rothbard. Mode, along with daily feet. 
adventures that will jog your memories of the 80s, like Monday's Magnificent Seven Countdown and the Saturday Night Safety Dance Mix Show. The 100% commercial-free classic alternative music channel, First Wave Sirius XM, Channel 33. Or listen with a Sirius XM app. At Celadon, we put our drivers first. Hi, I'm Dave Chesterman with Celadon Trucking, and I want you to know we believe in your career as well as our team behind the driver. We work to guarantee driver success by improving our methods of communication. Our driver managers know you by name and are always working to improve their relationship with you. Join Celadon today and be part of a team built to succeed. Call 844-836-9645 to apply or visit driveceladon.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-C-E-L-A-D-O-N.com. Be safe. Hemorrhoids. The pain, itching, and swelling can be unbearable. Now there's Recticare Complete Hemorrhoid Care System with two effective medicines that provide multi-symptom relief. Recticare. Your show now, press 1. To hear important instructions, press... Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Hey, Lisa. Lisa. I've just got... Yes, I'm just I, dialing back in. I know, I know. I need to make sure you can hear me, though, because if you can't hear yes, me, then... Yes, I can. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Let me... Discover them now by texting ACT77 to 88988. Let us show you what a difference the right promotional items can make to help grow your brand. With 4imprint, you'll get high-quality products, exclusive items, popular brands, on-time delivery, and outstanding customer service. That's what we do. Discover the top three promotional items for driving new customers by texting ACT77 to 88988. That's ACT77 to 88988. The ELD mandate is coming up fast, but VDO Roadlog has you covered. Roadlog electronic logging devices are VDO certified and FMCSA registered, and they're the only ELDs to feature a built-in log printer to get you through inspections faster. With Roadlog, there's no need to hand over your phone or worry about data transfers. Plus, Roadlog ELDs are available without monthly fees. Roadlog ELDs are simple, safe, and secure. You worry about the driving? Leave the mandate to VDO Roadlog. Find out more at VDORoadLog.com. Road Dog Trucking Radio, our favorite color, Chrome. Road Dog Trucking Radio, Sirius XM 146. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We are here live. I think I have the phone system fixed. We're about ready to find out. I'm going to get to the calls. If you want to join us, 8888 Road Dog, we are going to head off to New Mexico. William, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. I had a question on my uh, 94 Freightliner. It's got a Cummins N14 in it. I've got an ECM and I've got a 6 pin 4 and I'm wondering if you knew if it would support the, all the parameters necessary for the e-log? 
Uh, I don't know for sure, and I'm not sure if anybody's going to know. Well, somebody must know. The ELD manufacturers might. Uh, My guess is I would say no, um, knowing that the – now, what year is the ECM? Uh, well, it's, it's uh, 94 and 14. And and this is the factory ECM. It's not like you're trying to upgrade the ECM, right? Yeah, no, no. It's just the one that's both yeah. on the side of the engine. Yeah, that, that ECM is really uh, simple. It, it's a, it, There's not a lot of data coming out of that ECM. And my guess is that a 94N14 is probably going, going to be missing a lot of data that the ELDs need. But, I, but I'm only guessing. You know, they, they set the, the rule at 99. I'm sure there are some ECMs older than 99 that will work if they had to. But if I had to guess, I would say a 94N14 is, is one of the really... That, that was one of the first years for electronics on the uh, N14. Yeah. Ah, well, I guess I'll have to uh, look around and, and ask him. Get that on uh, Tuesday's Power Hour, you guys were talking about uh, fuel additives, and uh, I was pumping fuel the other day, and I saw that it said, uh, we are using summer mix. Please use additives accordingly. Now, now that winter's coming up, is there any particular additives you're supposed to use for winter and the different one for summer? Well, yeah, there can be, but, but again, you know, as we start to get into the colder weather, the refineries and the truck stops will start to order the winter blend fuel. Now, down south, not so much. The farther north you get, the more blend you get. I, you know, for me anymore, when you look at, you know, the quality of the fuel itself and the additives that are already in it for winter, I, I don't normally see a whole lot of use until you get down below zero. And if you're going to be down below zero then you might want to try, a, and some additives will clearly say that they, you know, are better for winter time. I, I don't have any recommendations because I really didn't use additives. And, and when I did, I just grabbed whatever, you know, was on the shelf and, you know, hoped for the best. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, thanks for the call. Let's... Head off to Pennsylvania. Abby, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. What's uh, on your mind so today? I've, I've been been hearing a lot about this controversy over the electronic logging devices and the whole, you know, 14-hour-a-day, 70-hour-a-week limitations and stuff. Um, so, so what I was... What I've been hearing lately, uh, you know, I, I've been um, talking to a guy I know, and he's been telling me all, all kinds of stuff. Um, so there's this guy, Norman, sometimes called Norm, and his take on that, and I think this is pretty uh, pretty interesting, pretty, pretty out of the box. He says the, the problem is not the 14 hours a day, 70 hours a week. The issue is, is your business plan a good one? Like for truckers, if, if you can't, if you really can't live on that kind of limitation, are you satisfied with your business plan? 
and and Norman is like, well, hey, would it be a better business plan to work more to make money or to make money work for you? You know, and, and Norm's a pretty smart guy, so um, I, I'm kind of with him. I've been against ELDs right from the start. I think they're intrusive, but more, uh-huh. but more than being against ELDs, I'm against the current hours of service. And I don't mind, I don't think the day needs to be any longer, and I don't think the week needs to be any longer. If you can't make enough money in, in that amount of hours, you really do need a, bi- a better business plan. You're just doing something wrong. Where the rules are too restrictive is not being able to manage that 14 hours. Under the current rules, once the 14-hour clock starts, you can't stop it. So that that's just not a real safe rule, and almost everybody in trucking that if we we disagree on a lot of things, but at least people agree on that almost across the board. You used to be able to stop yeah, that right. clock, take a nap you know, get some rest when you felt tired and, and not feel like you were going to lose the whole day. And I think most people, if we right, could at absolutely. least get that rule back, would be a little happier about this. But but the problem is that all the groups that are fighting this, there was just another shutdown this past week. People parked on the side of the road for an hour, which was idiotic, but they did it. Uh, I don't think many did. Um, the problem is they're arguing against the wrong thing. The ELDs already passed. It's law. It's going through. They should have been fighting that a long time ago. But the real fight should be on getting a new set of hours of service written. But again, I don't think we need any more time. We just need a little more control over that time. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, Like you said, I mean, all these people are they're protesting now, but we we ought to be able to think outside the box, you know, and not just nobody's doing anything, nobody's protesting. Okay, oh now somebody's protesting, but no, I mean we gotta we gotta be free to think and and see what's coming down the pike. Well, and here's the other thing I've seen a lot of on Facebook this week from the people who are against this and, you know, waited too long to try to do something about it. Now what I'm seeing is, well, just wait until the public sees that milk is going to be $8 a gallon because of this. Then they'll change things. Well, first off, if milk went to $8 a gallon because of freight rates, that would be a really good thing for the trucking industry. We'd be making an awful lot of money. But anybody who believes that the ELD is going to drive rates up so high that all these consumer prices are going to go up, it's just insane. Consumer prices might go up a little bit because we ship everything, but the, the little bit of rate increase. So let, let's say we've been getting roughly $1.90 a mile, and all of a sudden we're getting two twenty. Well, that's 30 cents a mile, but there's an awful lot of milk in that truck. So it doesn't raise the cost of each gallon all that much. So we will see Uh a a raise in rates. We might see a bump in prices at the store. But that, to me, is a good thing. And the same people that are complaining about it are the ones that have complained for 30 years that the rates are too low. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's, uh... It's, 
it's frustrating. I mean, they ought to they ought to branch out if if they can't make it on those rates. And well, we may see a lot of that. We we may and that would be an even better thing. The people who can't stay in business under the ELD as they go out, or the people who just don't like them enough that they claim they're going to quit, well, when they do, that just pushes the supply and demand curve even further in our favor. So, like I say, I think 2018 is going to be an interesting year. Let's go to Indiana. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. My question is about something you talked about before on your show it's a, a, a particulate filter with a bypass uh, switch or lever to go uh, to be able to take my pre-emission truck in and out of California. I called Pittsburgh Power. They said they don't do it. I'm just looking for some direction you might be able to give me uh, toward trying to uh, get that modification possibly or get some numbers to see if it's worth doing. You know, we looked at it, and, and I was working with Pittsburgh Power on this, and it, you know, anytime you develop a product like this, there's just a lot of cost. Now, if you wanted to try to fabricate something on your own or fabricate, um, you know, have a local shop fabricate something, you could probably get away fairly inexpensive. But to actually develop it and market it and sell it as a product, there was just no way there was going to be enough money in it. You know, there's enough... California compliant trucks now that are, you know, completely emissions. The older trucks, if they want to go, there's just not a big enough market to actually sell it as a product. That's why we kind of scrapped the idea. You know what I would do, honestly? How often do you go in and out of California? I don't. I was just looking to possibly go back there because of the rates going up, and I uh, okay. I don't Hold. get the option to take loads in there. Hold that thought. We'll we'll cover that when we get back. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Comchecks and express codes keep me rolling. However, codes aren't always convenient. From finding a place to cash them, to balances left over, or losing the code. That's why I downloaded the Comcheck mobile app from Comdata. Now I just plug my codes in, and the funds go on to my Comdata debit card account. It's an improvement on the classic system. And my Comdata card works at stores and ATMs. Download the Comcheck mobile app today. Visit comdata.com slash no more codes for more information. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice for you. Forget it. 
Instead, remember this. Text RELAX44 to 543543 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. You can get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. Even better, right now you can get your first filter free plus free shipping. Text RELAX44 to 543543 with a huge range of brand and non-brand filters available. Filters Fast is the nation's largest filter home delivery company. You can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? And why not get your first filter free? Find out how by texting RELAX44 to 543543. That's R-E-L-A-X 44 to 543543. Professional truck drivers and warehouse workers. Schneider is adding even more career opportunities. Schneider already has team and solo driving opportunities with a wide range of home times and freight types. Now we're adding multi-stop less than truckload driving jobs and straight truck delivery driving jobs with no CDL required. Plus new warehouse jobs at our LTL terminals. An industry-leading variety of career paths. Now even better. Search all driving and warehouse jobs near you and apply at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. I'm meteorologist Ken Boone here at the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. As we take a look at your east-west routes here heading through this Saturday night, we have a cold front moving through the nation's midsection, and that's going to be our travel trouble spot for us here as we head through the night. Also, some heavy rain falling across parts of the Pacific Northwest. Looking at your east-west route, let's start in the Pacific Northwest. Interstate 90 through Idaho and Washington, also 84 there through Oregon. Rain heavy in spots. As we move back towards the nation's midsection, travelers on Interstate 80, Iowa into Nebraska, Interstate 70 across Missouri into eastern Kansas, 40, Arkansas all the way through Oklahoma, that entire area. Showers and storms for us here as we head through tonight. Some of the storms could be strong to even severe with strong, gusty, damaging winds and heavy downpours. I'm meteorologist Ken Boone with custom weather for drivers twice an hour on the road dog, Sirius XM 146, and on the Sirius XM app for smartphones. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the calls. Uh, so, Jerry, are, are you familiar with the cost of the DPF itself? No, I'm not, and it sounds like I've got to do more research. Yeah, the, the DPF itself, just the add-on, is going to cost you somewhere between fifteen and 20000 Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're not cheap. Okay. And... And we haven't looked at this in a while, but when they first started putting the DPFs on the older trucks, we were seeing a half mile per gallon decrease in fuel economy because of all the back pressure. Now, if you were able to turn it off, you would only lose that when you were in California. But, you know, I I think the rates are going to be so good everywhere that I'm not sure I'd worry much about California. It takes a lot to make up that 15,000. Plus... It doesn't last forever. It's going to need cleaned and serviced, and, you know, there's a cost there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. We're going to head off to Vancouver. JC, welcome to the program. 
Kevin. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. I'm um, in the process of specking my truck, which we'll purchase um, uh, first of next year. However, I was um, I'm, I have an inclination towards the Freightliner, and I was looking at uh, a used truck, uh, 2015-2016 automatic. But then I started noticing that the, they have the two engines, the DD13 and the DD15. I'll be running a dry van, all 48. Would there be an inclination to go with one engine or the other? Uh, yeah, for me, I actually like the 13. It's a little shorter. It's a oh, little. Perfect. It's a little lighter. Right. Um, I think that right. ultimately we can get better fuel economy out of a 13 than a 15. You know, we talked with Pittsburgh Power. There's no reason we can't get 550 to 600 horsepower at the wheel, not at the flywheel, at the wheels to the ground, out of that engine and almost right. 2,000 foot-pounds of torque, and that's just with ECM tuning. And I, I think that, you know, we're going to see, eventually we'll see a move back to those size engines. You know, we think of a 13-liter as small, but the 12.7 Detroit is one of the most popular engines ever built. And, you know, we move a lot right. of weight around with that. So I, I'm a fan of the 13-liter. We ended up with all the big 15-liters mostly because of the emission problems and Freightliner, and a lot of manufacturers are figuring out how to make these things work on the smaller engines again. And I say smaller, but, you know, it's really not. A 13-liter is still a a good-sized diesel engine. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I've been talking to a lot of guys that I've been seeing pulling doubles and and pulling tankers, and all of them said they have no power power problem pulling the hills or whatever. I just wanted your input. So, yeah, thanks for that input. You're welcome. Yeah, and, and, you know, when we were running the 12.7, in my operation, I was running the 11-liter Detroit. I, I've always been a fan of, of kind of not oversizing the engine, especially with electronics. We can get a lot of power out of these things, and I like the smaller, shorter, lighter block. Let's see. We're going to head off to Louisiana. Paul, welcome to the program. Howdy. Yeah, that DD-13 is over 400 pounds lighter than a DD-15. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it seems be, to me like a great choice. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of research. So, But the Freightliner, the Argosy, they'll only build that as a glider in this country. They build it with the emission motors. But they only send them to the New Zealand and Australia. So, but the steering wheel's on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's a long drive back to get it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but come December the eighteenth, I think some guys are going to be up the creek without a paddle because they think that while the ELD law is going to get thrown out. Well, just look how long since Obamacare came in as a law and how long they're taken to get that thrown out. We're still waiting. So it's just about harder to make something, take something out of law than it is to get it into law. Well, not only that, you just have to look at the history. 
you know, Owida did the best job of fighting this than anybody. They threw a lot of money at it. They threw a lot of attorneys at it. They literally took it all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, the, the lower court ruled against, and this is why I keep seeing people say this ELD is unconstitutional. They keep citing the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. The, the courts have already ruled on this. It's not unconstitutional. There is a commerce clause that, you know, when you're in business, you don't get the same rights as you do as an individual. So the courts have already ruled on this all the way up to the lower court right under the Supreme Court. They ruled that it was not unconstitutional. And then the Supreme Court wouldn't even hear the case. So that's over. The fight in the courts, once you get to the Supreme Court, you're kind of done. There's nowhere else to go. You can't go any higher. Right. So (laughs) we're not going to overturn the law through the court system, not on the arguments they've already made, unless somebody has some new arguments. I haven't seen any yet. And there there aren't any other cases that I'm aware of. Now it was a matter of, you know, there was a a, a representative, I think it was Babin from Texas, if I remember right. He he had, uh, you know, but he, he was still short a lot, a lot of votes to even come close to getting this overturned. They, they did their protest. Nothing got mentioned anywhere in the news, really. It, it was there. I know now they're doing their Twitter storms. That doesn't seem to be doing much good. I, you know, this is more than a Hail Mary at this point. I, I just don't think there's any chance that this isn't going through. And like you said, once a law's in place, it gets really hard. In fact, President Trump has kind of given up on repealing and replacing. Now he's just using executive orders to try to make it a little better. Maybe that's what we can do with the ELD. We're not going to, you know, get this repealed and replaced, but maybe we can get some changes to the hours of service now. Time will tell. Time so, will tell. And then one other thing, um, a, a guy I saw today, I was at the Petro, and they had paper logbooks. Uh, they're running a special. I guess they want to get rid of some of them. <laughs> well, he buys a big stack of them. I said, you only need two books. I said, you got less than 60 days for the, till the ELD. He says, no, well, I'm exempt. Well, he says, I'm exempt till April the 1st anyway. And it's like... To April the first, he says, "Yeah, they're not going to shut you down till April the first. And so, yeah, I heard that, but they may not shut you down, but they're probably going to give you a ticket if you don't have one. Oh, they're they're clearly it it will be a log violation. They just won't shut you down. And how many log violations yeah. are you willing to get? Yeah, I don't know. Some people are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, all the people that have exemptions, I guess now they can get their logbooks really cheap. Because I'm sure the cost of logbooks was just killing people before. Yeah, that two dollars for thirty <laughs> days you're killing me. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to <laughs> had to save up to buy my supply of logbooks. Yeah. Okay, that's all I got. All right, that's all I need. Good stuff. Let's see. Looks like we might have an answer on the N14, Larry in Portland. What do you got? Okay, I'm still driving an N1494, 
and I've been hooked up to Qualcomm, and I'm presently hooked up to PeoplesNet. And is it your current PeoplesNet, is that a, a, a FMCSA certified ELD? According to my company, it is. Huh, okay. Well, that's why I didn't want to answer that question, because I certainly don't know. Yeah, it um, tracks me, tells me all my hours, does my log, they send me messages, dispatches, everything. Well. It does everything on the engine, tells them my fuel mileage, everything. Well, then. right up to that ECM on the side. Well, it hooks up under the dash, but they'll send you all the uh, adapters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then that may be the answer. It it may work. If that's the case, if so many of these early ECMs actually do work, I'm not even sure why they have the exemption. And people might want to rethink, you know, what if you go out and spend a bunch of money on a 96, 97 or early truck thinking you're going to be exempt? That could change. And if a lot of these ECMs work then I don't think they're going to leave the exemption in place. Just a guess on my part. I have no idea. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. New York Yankees at 5 p.m. Eastern. Jim Duquette and Mike Barron will be on the field and in the dugouts. At 8 p.m. Eastern, hear the hometown broadcasts on your radio and with the Sirius XM app. Hello, truck drivers. I'm Carrie Hallett Paris, and I hire truck drivers for Walmart. Walmart Transportation has driving job opportunities at many locations across the United States. Walmart offers full-time, flexible schedules with competitive pay within the driving industry. Many driver benefits, including medical, start on day one. And no-touch break driving for an industry leader. Driving for Walmart is a great career opportunity. Why wait any longer to apply? And there are openings for safe professional drivers right now. Walmart pays for mileage, activity, and even offers a safety incentive you can earn each quarter of the year. If you are interested in advancing your driving career, see if Walmart is hiring in a place you'd like to work by visiting www.driveforwalmart.com and then apply online. That's drive, the number four, walmart.com. It could be the last job you will ever apply for. Walmart is an equal opportunity employer. Message and data rates may apply. Warning, texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can, because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision, 
for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR22 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R-22 to 350350. Owner-operators, looking for a reconditioned pre-emission long hood with a fresh manufacturer's certified overhaul, including a nationwide manufacturer's engine warranty? Road Dog Truck Sales has them. We specialize in reconditioned 379s and W900s with fresh certified engine overhauls. Easy financing, too. We sell pre-emission long hoods that look new, smell new, and with a fresh overhaul protected by a four year warranty run like new call road dog truck sales at 833 road dog 833 road dog or road dog truck sales.com weekday mornings 11 a.m east free wheeling we talk about pop culture talk to celebrity guests and hear what drivers have to say about the world at large Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. Um, our phone system seems to be working on our end, but we just dropped a ton of calls at the break. So if you want to dial in right now, you should be able to get through 8888-ROAD-DOG. We're going to head off to New Mexico. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How y'all doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, I was going to tell you, I have completed your program, or most of it. I did the the verbal part. And, uh, I broke the video, so I didn't see all that. But uh, I drove all around the country, found me a money truck, and I'm at Landstar, and I'm pretty happy about it. I was uh, leasing forever, and, um, man, it just got too much. It was a scam. Yeah, yeah. One thing after another. Well, you're exactly the kind of guy I was trying to help that that really wanted to be an owner operator, you know, tried the lease purchase thing. So many people fail. There's so many reasons why they're bad. Um, But you took the course, you found your truck, you found a good carrier. And that's exactly what the program was all about. Now, I'm assuming you bought the physical program, correct? The one we shipped to you. Yes, sir. Yeah. So didn't know there was. Well, that it was quite a bit of audio and a couple of video. Yeah. Clips. So so we took all of that same material and we've now built an online course out of that same material and I'm going to be teaching that course for 16 weeks. So each week we're going to take a topic, we're going to work on it that week, we'll do a live conference call. We'll have a Facebook group, you know, we'll, there'll be assignments, I'll be helping people, you know, you know there was a lot of work in that program, writing the business plan, doing all that I, stuff. It took so. me longer than 16, I'm sorry, Oh, it probably took me longer than 16 weeks, I listened to it over and over again, I was like... You know, I had to listen to it again. Oh, yeah, which is, which is excellent. And in the 16-week course... You know, the 16 weeks is because I I can't go on forever and ever helping, but I, I wanted to kind of guide people through the course 
And, you know, if you're in the course, you're going to have the material forever. But we'll be doing it 16 weeks live. But it sounds like the, the physical program worked great for you. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was more than a help. I'm real paranoid about the truck. Uh, and I went all over, and I was going by your standards. And I was like, this ain't good enough. And the people <laughs> I talked to, they're like, I ain't never heard of that test. I'm like, well, Kevin Rutherford said, you know, this this and that. And they're like, I mean, I don't know who you're talking about, but I ain't never heard of that. And I said, well, I got to park your truck off my list, but I appreciate your time. Dude, I drove everywhere, all around the country. I was trying to do it while I worked. And uh, I, you couldn't do it and drive a truck and, like, narrow it down and go here and there. And I finally took off and drove all around. And uh, I couldn't find a truck. And I called you one day. I was going to get a new glider and because uh, I couldn't find a truck that was adequate. Um, you know, I'm sure they're out there. I just didn't find one. Yeah, and, um, well, it's... I You know, I tell people all the time, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of steps that I put in when you're looking for the truck, when you're looking for the carrier. I don't expect anybody would ever do all of them, but it sounds like you certainly did a lot of them. And that's good. The more steps you do, the better your odds are going to be. Well, I feel blessed. I was going to get a new glider. I really didn't want to, but there's no way I'm doing this emission stuff. I spent a fortune on everything emission-related with these lease trucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. uh, I was going to give, in my opinion, I thought it was a big down payment on a a new Cascadia glider, and um, they wouldn't even call me back or nothing. They'd say, okay, yeah, sure. And uh, never called me back, and I was like, yeah, I thought that was a lot of money, but... Yeah, you know, first-time buyers in this industry... um, Really, you know, you need a lot of money down and a really strong credit score because so many people fail at this. And the finance companies, the last thing they want is a truck back from a failed owner operator because by the time they find it and get it back, they're junk and they're just not worth anything. So that's why, you know, in the course, I I really help you find that, that truck that you need just to get you through that first year. And a lot of people will stick with it, but after the first year, you'll, if, if you want to go out and buy a truck, you're going to have uh, a lot better chance at doing that after you survive a year. I was going to give them $40,000. That is a lot. But, um, that, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it wasn't. But uh, I got so blessed, they, I would have gotten it if they, you know, sent me a credit thing or whatever. Uh, you know, depending on the interest rate, I wasn't going to pay outrageous. But I was willing to pay, you know, fair amount over somebody that's got great credit you know what I'm saying yeah yeah anyway uh, the guy called me with this truck I got a 07 century with a 700,000 original miles on it I did all the tests I couldn't find a dyno but I'm going down the road up hills with uh I forget what you call it the PSI readers stuck in the uh, oil tube and I disqualified it and then I went back and got it. He took some money off of it. Good. Good yeah. deal. Sounds uh, I've been running so, Sounds like the program worked really well for you. So congratulations. That program that he went through is the physical program that we've been selling for years. It's, it comes on CDs and DVDs, and there's a book. 
the course that I just released this morning is is a part of that, and the 16-week course is that same course, but now instead of a physical product that we ship out to you, it's all online. We still have the physical products if you want to buy it, but we've moved all of that material online, and then I'm going to go one step further, starting uh, on... October 29th, I will be teaching that class live once a week for 16 weeks, actually starting on October 30th. The 29th by midnight is your last chance to sign up. So uh, head on over to the website or Facebook. You can find links to uh, our courses all over the place. Let's go to New England. Les, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Um this is kind of a commentary time. Uh, earlier this week, Californian officials arrested the truck driver that got rear-ended by the casino bus at Palm Beach or Palm Springs, California, about a year ago. And somebody posted on one of the Facebook groups about uh, how the truck driver was charged with like 41 different counts because of all the death. And, uh, and it turns out the truck driver was way over on his hours, you know, hadn't taken a full 10-hour break in a couple of weeks. And, you know, was just totally blowing off the hours of service rules and fell asleep in construction traffic. And so while the rest of the traffic moved, his truck was still stopped. And and what uh, what amazes me is all the excuse making and all the oh well you know it's just it's conspiracy theory that goes on about this yeah you know, I just wish that there was some more resp- self responsibility you know take you know look at what what happened and said yeah poor guy screwed up you know and just and just realize it that we got to be responsible for ourselves out here with or without ELDs. Well, I, I I couldn't agree more, and that that isn't just in trucking. That's across the board in our society. We have, yeah. you know, just totally given up on personal responsibility. I, I just I posted uh, an article this week on Facebook about JB Hunt brokerage, not the trucking company side. The JB Hunt brokerage, they brokered a load to somebody. Now these big brokerages. Yeah. They broker a lot of loads, lots and lots. That driver got into an accident, killed somebody. He was drunk. And J.B. Hunt, the brokerage, was fined $6.2 million. Now, how do you hold the brokerage responsible for that? That, that to me, is just insane. That we will reach out to anybody with money that's involved in any way and try to make them responsible. The only person responsible for that accident was the guy holding the steering wheel. Nobody else. So the whole personal responsibility thing. Now, as far as the the bus accident that you just talked about, I haven't followed that. I have no idea whether it's real or not. But here's the thing. I mean... There are lots of reasons you could be stuck in construction. Obviously, falling asleep because you've been blowing off the hours of service is a bad one. But what if his truck had just broken down? 
while he's sitting there, it stalls and you can't get it started again, and the bus runs into him then. I mean, how did the bus run into him? That seems to be as least as big of a problem as him falling asleep in the road. Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, the, the bus shouldn't have been going. It, the impact was 76 miles an hour. You know, so the bus driver was very much at fault. But, you know, if the truck had stalled out, he could have at least put his four ways on and warned somebody. True. You know? Although, yeah. you could have a total electrical failure. I mean, I've seen it happen, and oh, I, yeah. I know that's not what happened here. And, and clearly, he, this guy is responsible. I'm not trying to get him off the hook. But that same scenario could have happened, and it wouldn't have been his fault. Clearly, this time it was. I get that. But there's also a lot of fault on the bus driver here. You run into something in the road, that's your fault. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothman. After Dave Nemo, pitch a ride with Meredith Oaks and Chris T on Freewheeling. It's an opportunity to get on the air and share the open road. There are a lot of people out there who appreciate what you do and how hard you work. From long hauls to local loads, they're talking everything. It's a social media platform that you actually utilize. Join the conversation with Meredith Oaks and Chris T on Freewheeling. We're here with you. You're here with us. Weekdays, 11 a.m. East. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Share it with the people you love. And the SiriusXM app. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com, 1-800-900-8313. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now, 1-800-900-8313. That's 1-800-900-8313. Speedco is all about productivity and getting drivers back on the road fast. Why? Because they know how crucial you are to keeping things moving. That's why they think one month just isn't enough to show appreciation for truckers. When you sign up for Speedco Rewards, you earn points on the services you already buy every day of the year. You'll earn 10 points for every dollar spent and can redeem them for a $40 coupon after 10,000 points. Coupons even last up to 180 days, so you can use them on your schedule. Stop into Speedco to sign up today. The NBA on Sirius XM. Curry spins, lost the ball, dribbles, ate the shoot, crossover, sticks a three in front of the cap, and it's good! From opening night to the NBA Finals, hear every game on your radio and every team's call on the Sirius XM app. And every day on NBA Radio, our experts are interviewing the brightest stars and breaking down the top stories. Talk hoops and hear the biggest games on NBA Radio, Sirius 207, XM86. 
I'm meteorologist Ken Boone here at the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update as we take a look at your north-south routes here heading through this Saturday night. Cold front moving through the nation's midsection. So from Minnesota down through Iowa, down through Missouri, Nebraska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, even into parts of north Texas. Strong showers and thunderstorms here tonight. And there is a possibility for some of the storms to be severe. We also have some heavy rain falling across the Pacific Northwest. Travelers on Interstate 5 from Oregon on up through Washington. Rain very heavy at times, especially from northwestern Oregon on up through western Washington. Interstate 35 from the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth area on up through Oklahoma into Kansas, northwestern Missouri into Iowa. Scattered showers and thunderstorms for us here tonight. Some of those storms could be strong to even severe. I'm meteorologist Ken Boone with custom weather for drivers twice an hour on the road dog. Sirius XM 146 and on the Sirius XM app for smartphones. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're heading into the second hour of the program. Still plenty of time to get through 88-88 Road Dog. I'm going to get right to some phone calls. We're going to head off to Ontario. Rick, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. What's on your mind today? I have an 08 Volvo with a D16 in it. And between all the computers and the uh, power inverter and uh, the bunk heater and everything else, wintertime is hard on it. It doesn't like this. It doesn't like to start, it, you know, just it runs the batteries down. I'm looking to put uh, a Maxwell ESM in, and I have yet to find anybody with any first-hand knowledge on it. Um, it I'm curious to see how long it will make it let the engine crank and all the details with that. Okay, so I am very, very familiar with the Maxwell ESM. We, we, uh, I started testing this product many, many years ago because I was really impressed with it. And the long, longer I see it, the more I'm impressed with it. It's kind of really simple technology, actually. There's nothing all that complicated about this. So for all the people who you know, may not even know what we're talking about, it's called an ESM, an engine start module. So we we can either take one battery out or you can actually add this if you have space. The easy way is to take one battery of the four out. The ESM is the same size. It drops right into the slot that a battery would. It weighs almost nothing because it's not lead acid inside. It's it's a really light unit. And we wire it. 23 pounds, I think. Yeah, we wire it so that it's only connected to the starter. Nothing else. Nothing can draw power off of the ESM except the starter. But the ESM can draw power off of the other three batteries. So the way it works is it's basically holding static electricity. So if you've ever, you know, rubbed a balloon on your head and all that stuff, Static electricity we can build up really quickly. That's why the unit charges so fast in a a matter of minutes at the most. And it can also release all of that energy really quickly. So the typical lead-acid battery for a truck has maybe 800 to about 1,100 cold cranking amps. I think the Maxwell has like 18 or 1,900, quite a bit more. 
when you start a truck with one of these, it, it sounds like an old air starter. It turns over so fast, yeah, which is uh-huh. really good for the starter, and it's really good to get an engine going in cold weather. I would recommend one other thing, and that is I would switch to synthetic oil if you're not using it. Synthetic oil and an, uh-huh. e- and yeah. an ESM, and that thing will start like it's a 90-degree summer day. Now, as far as how, how long, how long, how long will it crank an engine over before it shuts down? Well, we have done many times. We we did it at the CMC. I've done it at other places where we'll do a, a an engine crank test. Now, I don't know how long yeah. it'll crank because the engine always starts. But what we'll do yeah. is we'll start it, shut it off, start it, shut it off, start it, shut it off. Normally, we get about six or seven starts. And then sometimes you can even let the batteries charge it again, depending on how strong the other three batteries are. And you might go four or five more. Then you might wait, you know, four or five minutes. You might get four or five more. If you can't get it started with the ESM, there's something wrong with it. I mean, if it doesn't start after all all that cranking, something is wrong. Here's the other very cool thing about the... cranks in the wintertime and it'll start, just boom. Yeah. Oh, well, then the ESM will fire it up. But, but here's the other cool yeah. thing. If for some reason you lost the charge on the ESM. Now, when I tested it, I would let my truck sit for two and three months without anything being turned on or plugged in. And the batteries obviously would go dead and all that time. And the ESM would get pretty low, too. But the cool thing is, have you seen these little pocket jump starters for cars they make now? Yes. All I had to do was hook one of those little pocket jump starters up to the ESM and the truck fired right up. Really? You would okay. never be able to do that with a truck battery. Yeah. It would pull. Yeah. But I know I've, 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 I've priced them up here in Canada, and they're running about $1,400. Yep. So they're, uh, they're quite expensive. But uh, Let me check. I think the price in our store is just a little over 1000 yeah, well, translate to dollars, it's pretty close. Oh, yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, it's 1050 uh-huh. so with the exchange rate right now, it's going to be yeah. pretty close. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, well, that's all the information I need. I'm uh, I'm going to put one in this fall. Yeah. It's, I, a, it's a peace of mind. It's a peace of mind. You know, wake up in the morning after a cold night and the bunk heater's running all night, and you're thinking to yourself, is this going to start or is it not going to start? I, absolutely. You know, and you hit it on the head at the beginning of the call. All the computers, all the hotel loads, all the electronics we have put into these trucks, and yet we're using the same old lead-acid battery technology that we were using 30 years ago when I started, 32 years now. Um, Yeah, we need a change in battery technology. The other thing that I've been watching closely, uh, I think the next place we might be able to go with the truck battery is something along the lines of the Tesla home battery. Now, they announced that two, two and a half years ago, and I got on the list back then, and I still, I mean, I I just got an email the other day saying that I've moved far enough up the list I might be able to schedule something, but I've been trying to get my hands on one of those, and I think I finally can now. I just haven't had time, and I, I... I've talked to some of the engineers over at Pittsburgh Power, and we are looking at ways of adapting 
the Tesla home battery to a truck. Actually, the first thing I want to adapt it to is my coach because I could really use that kind of power. That would be awesome. So uh, you may see something along those lines in the future, although I would still use an ESM. The Maxwell ESM is just an amazing product. That's why we have it in our store. And this is a good time to get it before the uh, weather really gets cold. Let's go to California. Rick, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. What can I help you with today? Well, I had an idea on a truck build, and I've been uh, thinking about this for quite some time. Now, would it be possible, does anybody make a 20,000-pound steer, or a uh, 10,000-pound each a steer tire that is a low rolling resistance? Would it be uh, possible to build a truck that would be long enough where you'd be able to get the fifth wheel up uh, far enough on the frame to get 20,000 pounds up on the steer? Have a single drive axle and then have a trailer with with the uh, a spread axle application and go twenty 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 achieve your eighty thousand pounds with one less axle altogether. Well, I, I have this product project completely sketched out, and I was going to do it slightly different. And and I worked out all the numbers, and I just, again, it just never got around to building it, time and all kinds of other things. Here's what I was going to do. And to answer your question about the tires, no. There are no low rolling resistance tires. You're going to look at some really large steer tires if you wanted to do it that way. But I think there's another way to do this. So I would start with the spread axle trailer. I would do a single axle tractor. There is a, there is such a thing as a slight, now is the trailer, obviously the trailer is going to be yours, right? Well, it was just an idea that I No, had. okay. So there is well, such yeah, a thing. It would have to be your trailer because the Kingpin set would have to be probably kind of. Well, no, hold, that's where I'm going. There is actually a Canadian, maybe? there is a Canadian company that makes a sliding Kingpin. So. If you slide the fifth wheel, really all you're doing is changing the weight between the drive axle and the trailer axle. You're not having much effect on the steer axle at all. But if you slide... Well, if the chassis was long enough and you could get it far enough up on the frame... Yeah, but, but, but then you're going to have problems with landing gear. I've measured all this out, and, and the easiest way is to go with a sliding kingpin. Now you can slide the king the trailer over the kingpin and you absolutely transfer weight up onto the steer axle. Now I, I you could go with a 20,000 pound axle but you would really only need the the Michelin XZA2 Energy is an all position tire and I don't have the weights but I I think I could get that steer axle up to almost 16,000 so now you've got 76,000 pounds max weight on this setup, but you were significantly lighter than most trucks on exactly the road. Because, exactly, because how much are you losing by getting rid of that whole drive axle? Well, and then that was another, you're, you're getting rid of the, the power divider, the axle, the suspension, the wheels, the tires. But that's also why I didn't want to extend the frame. I didn't want to add that weight. 
so the sliding kingpin takes care of that. And and at seventy six thousand pounds max, I could I could put more payload on than most people that were allowed to schedule eight or uh, put eighty thousand on. Let me uh, let me get to a break. I'll come back. We can talk about that a little bit more. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. name in radio interviews the biggest names in showbiz i want to say something i don't know if i'll ever see you again i love you i love you as well what are you doing i'm shaking your hand god bless you talk to me about anything you want this is the beauty of the howard stern show your show is the best it's ever been and that's insane to me it's Uh, like therapy for me coming to see howard stern man howard 100 howard 101 What is the future you doing right now? The answer is driving for UPS. UPS is hiring tractor-trailer drivers nationwide. Tractor-trailer drivers at UPS are paid competitively and receive weekly and attendance bonuses in select locations. Drivers typically work weekdays and get to spend the weekends at home. Applicants must be 21 or older and have a valid CDL. Apply now at upsjobs.com. That's upsjobs.com. How does the future you become a tractor-trailer driver? Get there at upsjobs.com. Owner-operators, does your truck need an engine overhaul but you lack the cash or credit? Is your bruised credit preventing a truck purchase? Call CAG Truck Capital. Good credit, bad credit, startups, and even bankruptcy. Qualify for your loan over the phone at 800-932-CASH. 800-932-CASH. Mention promo code TRUCKS1 and get $500 off your first payment. Call 800-932-CASH. Get the cash you need and get back on the road at 800-932-CASH. If you're not incorporated and you're a truck driver, a cafe owner, a construction contractor, a real estate agent, a consultant, or any small business owner, then you are at risk. If someone sues and you're not incorporated, you could lose everything. Your home, your car, even your personal life savings. That's why Incorporate.com is now giving away a free incorporation toolkit to all business owners, including exclusive information on how to start and grow your business. For your free incorporation toolkit, call now. 1-800-700-8123. Incorporation is the shield that protects your personal assets. Without it, you could lose everything. That's why at Incorporate.com, they just make incorporating or forming an LLC quick and easy. They don't provide legal or financial advice. So if you're a personal trainer, a travel agent, or run a tech startup or any small business, call now for your free incorporation toolkit. They're giving them away for free at 1-800-700-8123. That's 1-800-700-8123. At Progressive, we think your floral boutique is the bee's knees. In fact, it's all the bee's knees and every hive of bees and all the trees from here to Belize. Please. Everyone agrees. You deserve the expertise of Progressive Business Insurance. With over 40 years of experience helping busy bees and their knees glide with ease like a gentle breeze. So whether you're a worker bee, a queen, or none of these, buzz over to ProgressiveCommercial.com if you please. Faster than a bee's knees as he pollinates the leaves of three trees. Progressive Casualty Insurance and Affiliates. The Dave Nemo Show, 7 a.m. East. Your talk and conversation open to um, everybody in trucking. Road Dog Trucking Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to go back to Rick in California. You know, Rick, I forgot the numbers on this, um, but I looked at this another way as well. But I think if you build it like that at, at you know, seventy five or 76000 and I forget the exact number, but I worked it out, you would still be able to payload a lot of weight. You'd have a shorter tractor, a lot less weight. There's so much more maneuverable. Fuel economy would go mm-hmm. up. I mean, this to me seems like one of those things that the the only reason it really wouldn't catch on is we don't have enough spread axle trailers around. There's just too many tandems. But right. I think for an owner-operator, right. this could be an awesome way. The other one I got thinking about, and I forgot how the numbers worked out on this. Do you know what the weight is on a triaxle on the trailer? I thought it was a little higher than a spread. 45,000. Okay. So... You could do a tri-axle trailer and make at least one of the axles liftable. Now you you liftable. still you still or even two of them liftable. True. For yeah. Talking around empty. That that's true. You could and liftable axles on a trailer are dirt cheap. We're talking about a couple hundred bucks to make a, a trailer axle liftable. So now. When, boy, you could run around that whole application empty on a total of about three axles. <laughs> yeah, and if you were doing it on wide singles, you could you'd be running around on six tires. Yeah, and uh, also if it was a triaxle application, you could only drop your third axle down if you absolutely needed it, which would be almost never. I mean, really? I mean, because right. who wants all that heavy stuff anyway? You know, a lot of the best-paying freight just isn't even that heavy. So I think one of those two combinations, and the more I think about it, the more I might seriously think about the triaxle with the the two lifts. And now I don't have to screw around with that heavier steer axle and the sliding. You may still need this. That was another thing I was going to say. You wouldn't even really have to go to the heavy steer axle. No, you wouldn't. Uh, Not with a triaxle. Because you'd be able to make up that with a triaxle. Right. You know, because when you're dropping off that extra axle on the truck, you're only losing a 14,000 pounds capacity. And, you know, you're almost going to make that up in weight savings. Back on the trailer. Right. And in weight savings. You know, that's a really good idea. I never even really thought about it that way. And then having the lift axles like that, uh, you know, only have the axles on the ground when you need them. Exactly. And like I say, lift axles on a trailer are dirt cheap. Amazing the things you're able to think about when you're out here with nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I spent a lot of years doing that. That's where... Uh, that's where many of my ideas came from. I I was really seriously thinking about building one of those two combinations and just got overwhelmed with other projects. So um, I've thrown it out many times. If somebody wants to do it, I, I'd love to see it happen because I think you could get awesome fuel economy, and I think there are some, some real advantages to doing it that way. Let's go to Maryland. Gene, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, how you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Okay, two things. How far along has Pittsburgh Power came 
with their DEF stuff. Uh, Diesel particular filters. You mean making one? Well, yeah, mine is probably getting close to the end of its life. Yeah, they're the new one box on the CD15 is ten grand. Yeah, Pittsburgh Power, as far as I know, is not going to manufacture uh, an after-treatment system. Again, right. w- way, way, way too much money in uh, in developing something like that. All right, next question. Would you trade down? I found uh, Immaculate Freightliner Classic, a 6NZ engine, 18-speed. There's a million and a half on it. I got a 2012 Coronado with 750,000 on it. That uh, cat had just uh, a couple hundred thousand ago, had rods and mains put in it. Never rebuilt though. But I also have done the same to mine already. Put rods, mains, a cylinder kit, and six new injectors. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it, it's uh, you know, a classic isn't my favorite because of the fuel economy, but it, it's hard to go wrong with the pre-emission truck. That six NZ is a great, great engine. There's there's almost no risk. We we know how to fix them. Uh-huh. We know how to keep them running right. We know how to get performance and fuel economy. So so there's very little risk. I mean, it really just comes down to a numbers game. As much as I'm excited about the brand new trucks and some of the new technology, I would still be very, very happy owning a pre-emission truck. Uh Uh-huh. All right. All right. So I'm going to see what kind of numbers I can work with them. I mean, the truck has no blow-by, no nothing. I have uh, an older couple owned it from new, and I mean... They changed oil quite a bit. I mean, which, like you said, doesn't really mean a whole lot, but well, uh, I also want to pull an oil sample. You know, I, I love finding trucks where somebody changed the oil every 10,000 miles. I wouldn't do it because... That's what they did on this one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it because it's too expensive. When you look at... Sure, it's uh-huh. going to add some life to the, to, to the engine, no question. But if you look at the numbers, it doesn't add enough life to make it worth it but if somebody else paid for all the oil changes and now i get to take advantage of it yeah i'd love to have a truck like that uh-huh. all right they're asking 40 for it which i think is a little bit high you know it, it, it's one of those things that it's it's high based on the market so they're not going to get 40 i right. i can tell you that it doesn't mean it doesn't mean, though, that there isn't $40,000 of value in that truck. That's why I like finding these, because they're worth more than what the market will pay, so you can usually pick them up as bargains. Right. All right. So I'll go see what kind of numbers I can work with them. Sounds like a plan. Sounds, right. sounds like you found a winner. If it was a, an aerodynamic truck, then I'd be all over it, but I understand some people like the classics. They're willing to give up some fuel economy, but it's pretty hard to go wrong with uh, some of those pre-emission engines. Let's jump into another one. Let's go to Alabama. George, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, listen, on that uh, engine start module, yeah. Okay, when you remove one of your batteries and put the ESM in there, I mean, naturally, you're going to lose um, part of your 
some reserve capacity, you know, for running your accessories and things like that. Is is that a major issue? Well, it can um, be. And and it, and if that's the case, if you're now here's what I would do. Um, I, I would, if I were only leaving three batteries, I would get the three best deep cycle batteries I could find, like the, you know, a yellow top. Uh, so you, you you can get some of that capacity back, but if you're if you need the extra capacity, you can always leave all four batteries. You just need to find some place to mount the ESM, and it's the size of a battery. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it really wouldn't be a major issue. Okay. No, yeah. you have a choice. The the easy way is pull one battery out, drop this in. The cables and everything are right there. But if you want all four batteries for reserve, I mean, I know somebody, I worked with somebody a couple months ago that has eight deep cycle batteries because he wants all that reserve. And when he put the ESM in, he didn't replace any of the eight. He just found a new spot to put the ESM in. Wow. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Can I ask one other quick question on a different subject? Sure. On the fuel, on your fuel optimization, um, can you put in the specific truck stop where you get your main, you know, your biggest discount, the one that I use, my carrier uses all the time, and when you do your routing, will it show you the best price at only that truck, that truck stop chain? You yep. understand what I'm saying? I do understand it. And there's a feature in there that allows you to build what's called a custom network. And then you can even switch back and forth between networks. So you could go in and you could build a custom network and say, I only want this truck stop in my custom network. So then you could run your trip and only show that. Or you could say, hey, you know, today I'm willing to buy my fuel anywhere. And you just switch to everywhere. And you can build as many custom networks as you want. Got it. Got it. Okay. That answers both my questions. Perfect. I sure appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. I'm looking at the clock. It looks like that's going to take me into the break. We're going to get to that break, and we're going to come right back with more calls and questions. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. If you didn't hear the open, I did release a free course today, really targeted for people who are in lease purchase programs or thinking about buying their first truck, becoming an owner-operator. It's a free course, but there is a ton of material in there. After I got all done with it, I really thought I should charge for it, but we're going to give it away. Check it out. You can find it at Let'sTruck.com. Look under the university. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothfuss. understands the life of the professional driver. I get the phone call. I just listen. Join a community of drivers helping each other get through some of the long, lonely miles. Share some of the laughter, some of the things you laughed about. A former driver sharing his wisdom in life and the industry. You can help yourself get through certain situations. The Tim Ridley Show, weekdays, 5 a.m. East. Get involved on Road Dog Trucking Radio and everywhere on the Sirius XM app. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try free for your free trial. ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. Acme Home Insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My air conditioner broke down. Sorry, but your home insurance doesn't cover air conditioner breakdowns. So what do you you cover home damage from things like earthquakes volcanoes a zombie apocalypse a zombie apocalypse but that'll never happen but if it did you'd be covered sir but not my air conditioner i'm afraid not but his air conditioner could have been covered with a home warranty from american home shield we cover major components of air conditioners plus 20 other home systems and appliances like electrical systems plumbing refrigerators and more for valuable free information call 1-800-700-4350 homeowners insurance can cover what might happen but a home warranty helps cover what will happen. Now the dryer won't work. Be sure with the shield. American Home Shield. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. That's 1-800-700-4350. 1-800-700-4350. meteorologist Ken Boone here at the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. As we take a look at your east-west routes here heading through... This Saturday night, we have a cold front moving through the nation's midsection, and that's going to be our travel trouble spot for us here as we head through the night. Also, some heavy rain falling across parts of the Pacific Northwest. Looking at your east-west route, let's start in the Pacific Northwest. Interstate 90 through Idaho and Washington, also 84 there through Oregon. Rain heavy in spots. As we move back towards the nation's midsection, travelers on Interstate 80, Iowa into Nebraska, Interstate 70 across Missouri into eastern Kansas, 40, Arkansas, all the way through Oklahoma, that entire area. Showers and storms for us here as we head through tonight. And some of the storms could be strong to even severe with strong, gusty, damaging winds and heavy downpours. I'm meteorologist Ken Boone with custom weather for drivers twice an hour on the road dog, Sirius XM 146, and on the Sirius XM app for smartphones. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We're off to Nebraska. Dave, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, I'm putting together a Argosy cab over for a tolling hall setup. And I'm using a cab over because you want to be able to get the longest trailer you can on the truck. Okay. And it's got an extra, it's got, the truck that I bought, you know, it's set up for 
regular trailer hauling, so it's got the two axles. And I'm wondering, can you... Um, I'm setting up the bed so that I can remove it. Most of them are welded on, and you can't remove it, so you're kind of committed. But I wanna, I'm trying to set it up so I can remove the bed and um, pull a regular trailer if I so desire. But I'm wondering about that the front drive axle, which, as far as I know, it's it's freewheeling, unless you lock in your your divider. Uh, no, not so true. If... Okay. So in a tandem axle setup, and, and you know, I remember six or seven years ago on the air, we used to argue this constantly. Every time we'd talk about this, we'd get 18 different opinions. So I finally went to the engineers. <laughs> I went to the engineers and I said, look, explain to me how the differentials work and how the power divider works so that I understand this. So the, I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown. The power divider works exactly like the differential itself does. The, the differentials and the power divider send equal amount of power to all wheels until you have a traction differential. Then the wheel with okay. the least amount of traction gets the most power, which seems backwards, but that's the way it has to work. That's why if you ever see a truck stuck, the only wheel that spins is yeah. the one that's off the ground <laughs> because it gets all the power. So when you're, you're going down the road straight with the power divider not locked in, you are putting basically equal power to all four wheel positions. Now, as you start to go around a corner, that would change a little bit. That's what the differential is doing, is allowing those wheels to turn at different rates. And the power divider is doing the same thing. So... I know, you know, heavy haulers that always made it a policy that they left their, their power divider locked in, and and then you're, you're locking. It would be the same as a locking axle. Um, you're now locking those two together, and they have to turn at the same rate then. So when you lock the power divider, it can no longer divide the power between those two axles they are now locked together and they're running like one. But unlocked, the power divider will constantly shift the rotation of those two axles based on conditions. Does that make sense? Yeah, so unless you had a posi, you, you, you'd only have, you'd have one tire on either axle running all the time if you were locked in. I mean, you'd be, no. you'd be trying to drive front and back. Now, okay. I, I know this gets confusing. So if we have That's the power okay. <laughs> divider, yeah, if we have the power divider locked in, the two differentials are still splitting the power equally between the axles. Okay. The only way to change that would be to lock an axle if you had a locking differential. But otherwise, right. you can lock the two axles together, but the differentials are still splitting the power between the two wheel ends. Okay, so I can't, I can't actually use. I guess what I'm asking is if I can just pick up the axle when I'm using it as a towing haul and remove the tires. No, the, the now we okay. have done a we have done a bunch of conversions 
we developed this back in 07, 08. You can pull that front axle out and replace it with a dead axle. And what you do is you build a drive shaft all the way to the rear axle. So that's the only axle with the drive shaft to it. Then they make an axle that actually has a big U in it so that it can go around that drive shaft. And you can raise it up and okay. down a, a couple inches. Now that is a that's about a five or six thousand dollar conversion to pull the differential and the power divider out and put in that liftable axle. Okay, yeah, I don't need the second axle on a towing haul. Most of them run a single drive. Right. Right. Um, so I, I've considered just pulling it out and just you, you know, changing the drive shaft. Yeah, you can just pull it out, leave the rear axle there, pull out the front axle and the power divider, and build a new drive shaft to the back. You can do that, and it's pretty darn and then cheap. Then you just shim the rear the rear axle so that it's angled correctly, right? Correct. And, uh, yep. Yeah. You, yeah. You want to make sure there's a good drive line shop doing this, so they get all your your drive line ang- angles correct. So if I leave them all on there for now so I can actually carry back on a backhaul, carry a heavy load, um, the job pays roughly two fifteen if I'm doing a towing haul and if I can carry two full trailers and I can get it up to two fifty going out, that would be a buck and a quarter coming back if I've got the – can that you know round trip without even doing a backhaul – at a buck and a quarter, I mean, some of these people I'm looking at leasing onto for a regular trailer, they're only paying a buck, buck ten, you know. Now, are, so, well, let's just go through some, you know, it, it's hard to get excited about a buck and a quarter for all miles. I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah. and I know you're light and all those things, but, but there's still just not a lot of revenue to work with there. The 250 out is nice yeah. if you can get Anything coming back, it certainly makes it look better. But I, I, w- I would have a hard time get excited about making a buck twenty-five on all miles, especially in today's world, where dry van freight is now paying two ten a mile, and I expect it to go higher. Wow. Okay. I, I guess I just haven't seen that. Seen that? I, that's I've the only national got about four months. Ex- yeah, that's the national average right now. And and my yeah, that's that was the national average last week. Was like 210 a mile for van. A reefer and flatbed were both significantly higher than that. And with the ELD mandate and all of the rebuilding from all the storms and natural disasters, I I think we're going to see record rates and the the days of, you know, wanting to pull on a mileage contract at a buck 20, buck 30 a mile, I think are long gone. For a while, anyway. Wow, two ten a mile. <laughs> that's that's just the okay. national average. If you find the hot spots, you know the lanes that are are really hurting for trucks. It's significantly more than that. Like I say, I think twenty eighteen is going to be a big year for rates. Well, maybe I should reconsider what I'm doing. I bought a cab over though. <laughs> so. You know, nothing wrong with cab overs. I like cab overs. Yeah, I I prefer to drive them. I, I I can't stand having a big old hood out there, and I love driving around in town with a cab over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I have owned several cab overs and and liked them a lot. So I don't see that as a problem at all. 
Um, but I, I would really reconsider, you know, to go to all that trouble, modify this thing, and end up making a buck twenty-five on all miles is just um, just not all that great, um, you know. I, and I don't know that you're going to see any significant increase in the uh, in the RV world. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of demand there. Now, it may raise a little just because of all the other demand, but, yeah, I I wouldn't be happy with that rate. Let's go to Tennessee. Ramon, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Um, I wanted to go over my oil sample with you. All right. Got that for you. Um, It... Have severity of two, and I, I'm still not too clear on what the readings are, and so forth. I know the color code and so forth, and but what what, what is it actually telling me? Uh, well, let let's start at the beginning. Well, kind of where I start. I, I start down on the bottom row, kind of uh, towards the middle of the form. So I would look at fuel dilution first. They, that's green, two point five. That's nothing. I, I wouldn't worry about that all. 2.5 is virtually no fuel dilution, and we can verify that because we see the viscosity is above 13, right where it should be. The next number from fuel dilution over a soot, 1.1. 1. 1. Um, what year is this engine? It is in 09. It is in 09. Okay. Let me... Um, yes. Let me get to a break. We'll come back and we'll wrap this one up and I'll kind of help you start to understand these a little bit. This one's really common and uh, there isn't much to worry about here, although I need to ask you one more question. I need to know how many miles are on the oil itself. We'll talk about that right after this break. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford. for the day's biggest moments as they happen. ESPNU Radio, Sirius XM 84, and on the Sirius XM app. Is your team in? Hi, my name is Colleen. I'm an over-the-road truck driver with Schneider. I'm actually one of hundreds of women driving at Schneider and thousands within the industry. More women are joining every day, thanks to organizations like Women in Trucking and partnering companies like Schneider. Schneider offers a safe nationwide facility network and superior home time. Plus, more than half our fleet now has automated transmissions. If you're a woman considering truck driving, learn more and make the move at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. 
for P150, P150 GA, P150 NY, P150 OK, P150 TN, C250A, C250E, C250Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $100, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-500-9481. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. There are no networks, so you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-500-9481. That's 1-800-500-9481. 1-800-500-9481. Growth. At J.B. Hunt, it's the oxygen of our company. This is Craig Harper, Chief Operations Officer, and I'm excited for 2017, a year where we're poised to see growth across our fleet, growth that means more local, regional, and over-the-road driving jobs for company drivers nationwide, and growth that means even more drivers can enjoy a steady paycheck and frequent home time by joining our fleet. New driving jobs are opening daily. Search them at drivejbhunt.com. That's drivejbhunt.com. Drew Horton is a trucking legend. He goes by the CD handle Rusty Nail and hauls 80,000 pounds of responsibility. Drew won't let road gators mess with his mojo because he's protected by Progressive Commercial, where he can get rental coverage to keep him on the road if he has a claim. Yes, trucking is in his blood, along with shoe fly pie and turkey jerky. Find out what makes Progressive the number one insurer of trucking legends across America. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, number one truck insurer from SNL Financial's 2014 National Written Premium Data. If you got it, I'll bet just about anything that a truck brought it. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Series X. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to go back to the calls I was talking with Ramon in Tennessee. Uh, Ramon, how many miles are on the oil itself? The oil has, at the time that I took that sample, had 60,000 miles. Okay. Because um, I thought maybe the iron was a little high, but based on 60,000 miles, it's just exactly where I'd want to see it. So. The base number is probably the number we would be most concerned with. Base is what is in the oil that helps with acid because the combustion process creates acid and the acid would eat away at metal. So they they put base in the oil, which is the opposite of acid, and it neutralizes it. And it's really nothing more than like Tums for your engine. Just like you would take Tums and neutralize stomach acid, you can actually crush up Tums and put it in your oil and do the same thing. So the base is low, but we know that these new oils are doing this. They're showing low base when they're really not low. So the labs are going to have to start reformulating their tests. So I wouldn't even worry about the base being a little low. And really everything else looks good. 
So this is really a good oil sample. You could leave this oil in. Now, uh, the the truck itself, I'm pretty sure you have the information there. It's the 09 Freightliner Columbia Series 6 engine. And uh, I, I feel that the engine is still great. It, it, it's strong. But everything else around it, oh, my goodness. Last three months, it's been nickel and diamond meat to death. And, and plus, the fuel economy is... I think I've gotten it as good as it's going to get. I mean, optimal conditions, I'm getting 6.4, 6.5, and I run heavy all the time. And I've really been considering of going to a truck with the newer engines, especially the DD-13, and in comparisons as far as fuel mileage, the difference in money savings would pay for itself yeah you know i i think that those 08 09 010 may be some of the worst engines so you know if you've got it and it's working for you um you know i i wouldn't necessarily get rid of it but it doesn't sound like it's working for you it sounds like it's probably going to get worse so if you've got the budget and, and you could afford to do it i think you'd be far better off with a newer like maybe 2014 or newer. Okay. Okay. The company that I'm contracted to, they they turn out their trucks about two, three years old, and they have the DD13s in them, and they they gave them to us at a pretty good price, and I've really been thinking about getting one of those. Yeah, you know, another advantage there, if the if if you can work it out, if they have a, an option to make this happen, is since it's one of your fleet's trucks, if there's any way you could drive it, you know, and pull freight with it for any length of time before you made the decision, that would really be nice. Yes, it would. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That, that, hey, Real quick, I wanted to say thank you for everything you do for us. I wanted to say hi to a friend, uh, Joseph, Big uh, Sexy's on the West Coast. He's the one that turned me on to you. Uh, you've been nothing but a bunch of help for both of us, friend. Thank you. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks, Joseph, for spreading the word. We absolutely love and appreciate that. Let's go to South Carolina. Don, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, long time no talk. Hey, what's on your mind today? Oh, ELDs. Uh, I'm enjoying the conversation with it. Now, let's kind of take the time machine back a little bit. A year ago, uh, last truck show, they go back about another six months before that, okay? When the new rules were coming in about having that half-hour break put in, you know, with, you know, between the third and the eighth hour, I called a major trucking magazine, talked to one of the reporters, I said, yeah, it's going to affect, you know, being able to get, you know, delivery on time and everything else, all right? But the hours of service way it is, you know, it's going to raise, you know, consumer prices and all that by a little bit, but you did. Well, I mean, we all know that. I said, no, nah, we don't see no difference. About six months later, they put a word, I mean, put the word out, wanted to take a survey and say, okay. How's this new hours of service affecting your operation? I just sit there and died laughing. I'm like, yep, I was right. So 
get to the truck show, I talk to one of their main, uh, one of their major reporters, and say how they're doing with the ELD stuff, and I said, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're, you know, fighting it and everything else. And I said, okay. And then I got smart. I said, all right. Well, what are you doing about the hours of service? He said, well, he said we need to pick our battles one at a time. And I just sat there and just like was flabbergasted. I'm like, okay, ELDs are not bad. It puts everyone on the, you know, if everyone's on the ELDs, it put us all on a level playing field. We're all going to be legal. That's what the DOT wants. Okay, fine. I don't got a problem with it. It's just the hours of service with the way it is operated now with what we got to do just just drives me nuts. You might want to throw out to the class. It might be a good topic for tomorrow is say, okay, what hours of service regulation did you like best? Well, myself, I prefer the 2004 rules. Well, wait. They actually worked pretty good. Why? why? See, I wouldn't even limit myself to that. We had the same rules for 60-some years. They never changed, and nobody paid much attention to them back then. Um, And then since they've changed, they continue to change, and we go back and forth and fight about this and try this. And Why don't we just start over? But why, why look at what we've already had? Why, why not just start over and write something from scratch? And we may even need to write more than one set of rules. We have lots of different operations. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't yeah, even. that's true. And here's the other thing. I mean, there are a lot of other shows on the channel that could probably do something like this, and it would fill up a lot of airtime. I don't want to do it on my show. Because I don't want a whole day of people calling in with all their hours of service ideas. I mean, that, that's just not a good use of airtime for me. I think it should be done. I just don't want to do it on the radio. I mean, I always have so many questions, okay. I never get to them anyway. Um, but but yeah. I think that this may be the time that we can step back and, and let's just start over on hours of service. But I also think... We could start to do it as an industry. If somebody wanted to take the lead on this, a group, an individual, an organization, whoever, start to get the ideas and and hammer out different options instead of waiting for the government to tell us what they think we should do as an industry. You know, somebody, not going to be me, may want to take that on. Nothing wrong with starting it now. But I would wait until we've got six months with ELDs to try to put together anything solid because I think we're going to learn a lot about running on hours of service legally because we're going to be forced to. It was too easy to cheat for too long. And I'm not talking about the big cheating. I'm not talking about like the caller earlier where The driver hadn't taken 10 hours off in two weeks, and he was way over. That's not the kind of cheating I'm talking about. I know that still happens. I don't believe it's as rampant as it used to be. What I'm talking about is the little cheating that we all do that is going to stop, and everything is going to change, and I don't think we know how it's going to change yet. We'll see. Now, you could certainly look at carriers that have been doing this for a long time, but I don't think that's the same as the entire industry doing it all at once. So it, 
I'm looking forward at this point to seeing how things shake out. And I think next year, after we've got some time on ELDs, may be a great time to put together a good plan that was designed by the trucking industry and presented to the government, not the other way around. So all these people, if you want to get involved in something, if you want to lead something, stop protesting and get proactive. Put together some support for a better hours of service plan. And and let me tell you, that doesn't mean three or four or ten drivers sitting around in the break room coming up with a bunch of ideas scratched down on paper. This is going to require a lot more work than that. But if we if we truly have some leaders out there, that's what I think should happen in the industry. And this will be the opportunity uh, when everybody starts to feel the pain of the ELDs that are coming soon. All right, I've got to get to a break. Second hour of the program is down and in the books. We've got one more coming, so don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Tim Ridley from the Tim Ridley Show. Checking in from the sandy beaches of the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Hey, this is Claire Marie from Radio Nemo down in the Big Easy. And that, my friends, is the Road Dog Trucking Radio Radio Check. Rest assured, wherever you are, we are. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Tom Gurgin here, chairman of Hirschbach Motor Lines, with exciting news. In addition to a mileage pay increase, we improved our industry-leading fuel program. Lease operators pay only 69 cents per gallon guaranteed for a limited time if you sign on now. Hirschbach has over-the-road and dedicated fleet openings for operators and drivers. Call 888-261-1351 or log on to joinhml.com. That's Hirschbach Motor Lines, 888-261-1351. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice for you. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text RELAX44 to 543543 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. You can get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. Even better, right now you can get your first filter free plus free shipping. Text RELAX44 to 543543 with a huge range of brand and non-brand filters available. Filters Fast is the nation's largest filter home delivery company. You can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction 
fraction of the price delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? And why not get your first filter free? Find out how by texting RELAX44 to 543543. That's R-E-L-A-X 44 to 543543. Volume Sirius XM 106 is your 24-7 talk channel about music. Hey, Snoop Dogg here, and this is Music Talk, based on a true story. Volume is your backstage pass at the world of music, featuring the most respected and knowledgeable people in the music business today. Plus, exclusive artist interviews, music docs, and, of course, you. Hi, Cody, you're on with Michael Anthony. Mike, it's a pleasure to speak with you. How you doing, man? I'm Kurt Loder, and this is Volume, Sirius XM 106, your liner notes to the world of music. I'm meteorologist Ken Boone here at the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update as we take a look at your north-south routes here heading through this Saturday night. Cold front moving through the nation's midsection. So from Minnesota down through Iowa, down through Missouri, Nebraska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, even into parts of north Texas. Strong showers and thunderstorms here tonight. And there is a possibility for some of the storms to be severe. We also have some heavy rain falling across the Pacific Northwest. Travelers on Interstate 5 from Oregon on up through Washington. Rain very heavy at times, especially from northwestern Oregon on up through western Washington. Interstate 35 from the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth area on up through Oklahoma into Kansas, northwestern Missouri into Iowa. Scattered showers and thunderstorms for us here tonight. Some of those storms could be strong to even severe. I'm meteorologist Ken Boone with custom weather for drivers twice an hour on the road dog. Sirius XM 146 and on the Sirius XM app for smartphones. Money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're heading into the third and final hour. Sometimes it's easier to get through 8888 Road Dog. We're going to head off to Arkansas. Tony, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I got a question. I got a 2000 Freightliner Classic uh, with a 12.7, and I was interested in putting the fast pump on, and I was wondering if there really any benefit if I – get the fuel mileage increase because right now i'm getting only like 5.5 with my truck um yeah there's clearly some benefits to the fast multiple benefits one it keeps the fuel really really clean which is good for your injectors Uh, not only does it get all the dirt but it, it gets the air so dirt water and air we get what we refer to as polished fuel and that's really good for the injectors and that's always been important but in today's world With the poor quality injectors we seem to be getting, anything you can do to increase injector life is a good thing. Um, There can be an increase in fuel economy, usually a couple tenths, two or three tenths on that engine. So that's clearly a benefit. Now, there are some other things I might invest in first if fuel economy was the biggest issue, although... That, you know, if you get some of the easy stuff out of the way, high flow mufflers, fleet air filter, air tabs, those kind of things, um, the fast is still up there pretty high. So, yeah, it's worth investing in. Okay, because I've had nothing but trouble with this truck, and I was just curious anything that would help to get fuel back up. Because it, 
I put new injectors. I've had an in-frame done, and I've had my ECM rebuilt. And it'll go up to like six and a half, and then it drops back down to 5.5. So it, it never stays. Yeah. The, you know, that that would require some troubleshooting, but, but clearly the, the FAST has multiple benefits. Again, good for the injectors and fuel economy. So uh, it's one of the things I would certainly have on the list. Okay. So I was curious about Yep. So, All right. You. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. That might, uh, looks like we lost a bunch of calls at that last break again. So if you want to dial right now, you should have an easier time of getting through. 8888 Road Dog, you might be able to grab an open line. I'm going to head off north of the border, JP in Ontario. Welcome to the program. It's your turn. Hi, Kevin. Uh, thank you for calling, taking my call. Um, you were. Um doing something there with a two-axle uh, tractor and a three-axle trailer. Right. If you look at my, my last truck in, uh, in Europe, for example, that was a nine-ton metric front axle with super singles on it, like uh, 385s. Okay. And my total weight, what I could load, including the truck, on the street was 50-ton metric with five axles. Wow. Yeah, that's a, yep. it, it, actually, when I, when I came up with some of these ideas, those were the trucks I was studying were trucks in other countries, mostly in Europe. Yeah, and uh, the last two, uh, the, there are two, most of them, they got two axles to lift. Um, um, some of them, they got even one axle lift the two stays on the ground, and the last axle of that trailer is a steering axle. Okay. That that's so you save you know a lot of a lot of rubber there, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we certainly lead in a lot of areas of technology and those kind of things, but when it comes to moving freight efficiently, Europe has always been. Mm-hmm quite a bit ahead of us in all kinds of truck technology. You got disc brakes way before we did, uh, much more fuel-efficient trucks. And, and some of that was just necessity. Fuel has been expensive over there for a very long period of time, and we've always had cheap fuel here. That's true. My son is still driving over there. He's driving with the DAF. And actually, he has the same engine as I got here in my Peterbilt. I got a 2017 Peterbilt right. uh, with a 500 uh, horse, 1850 torque. I got one drive axle and one uh, tag axle. Yeah, which, haul, you know, it, we had this argument back in 07 and 08 when I first came up with the idea of building a tractor with that mm-hmm. forward lift axle, and everybody said I was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, there, there, is oh, no, there is no reason whatsoever to put power to both of those axles. No. And here's the nice thing. Uh, They say, oh, well, you know, for the winter. Well, here's the thing. When I'm in the winter and I have my old Peterbilt and I got two axles driven, I had to put chains on to get to my house. I'm living 1,400 feet up. Um, 
the last 10 kilometers to my house, I had to put chains on because I couldn't get to my house. Right. With this truck, not a problem. I agree. I mean, at my first truck, this is kind of crazy because my first truck was a 79 white road boss that I bought from Roadway, and it was a tag axle way back then. So it's not even like this is a new idea here. It was just I was kind of bringing back the idea, but I, I was I had been thinking about this since I bought my first truck way back then. It was a forward, the forward axle was a 23,000-pound drive axle. The rear was just a dead trailer axle, and they put a an airbag on top of, this was a spring ride tractor, by the way, but they put an airbag between the pumpkin and the frame. So you could inflate mm-hmm. that airbag on the front differential, and it would lift the lift back it. dead axle off the yeah. ground so mm-hmm. you could get really yeah. good traction. I, ne- I, I was doing yeah. city work. I was hitting 25 docks a day in northeast Ohio. I never got stuck in that mm-hmm. truck. And one, you could my, my, once my you automatically. Yeah, this wasn't automatic back then, although it would go down automatically if you forgot and left the axle lifted when you hit high range in the right. transmission, it would go down on its own. But this axle here on my truck, it will lift automatically when there is uh, loose of traction. Uh, does yours also you lift slip on the wheel? based on weight or no? Uh, no, no, okay. no. The, the axle is always on the ground, but as soon as there is slip, then it will take the pressure off the uh, the tack axle and put all the pressure on the on the yep. on the drive axle. It, it, that is that is and so that much is more efficient. Yeah, that's so much more efficient. Absolutely. Another thing, I have a question. Um, I need a tire, a drive tire. Um, that is a little bit harder in the compound because I find the uh, the soft tires um, they go fast on a one um, one axle um, on a six by two. Yeah. Do you know an axle of, or, or a tire that has a little bit harder of a compound? Still good on the fuel mileage, but is a little bit harder. You know, it, it, it's really hard to judge tires like that because every operation is so mm-hmm. different. Like you said, when you do the 6 mm-hmm. by 2 mm-hmm. you are going to go through mm-hmm. those drive tires a lot faster. I, 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 mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. owned a bunch of single axles, and with the single axles, mm-hmm. I would just go through tires fast. But the fuel economy more than made up for it. So it, it's mm-hmm. really, I wish I had a recommendation for you, but it's really just a matter of trying. I, it, it, it's all over the board, depending on where you run, the kind of weights, the air pressure. That uh, it's hard to say that this tire absolutely lasts longer than that one. Sometimes in one operation it does, in another operation it doesn't. Let's uh, let's go to Indiana, Bruce. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I just have a short little comment for you, and then I'll jump off and let somebody else get in. All right. Uh, you were talking to the talking to the fellow there. He was talking about the uh, the base in the oil. You were saying you said something about crushing up a bunch of rollies and throwing them in your oil would be about the same thing. Yeah. 
Boy, that's a lot of rollades. Well, and I wouldn't recommend it. I was just making an analogy that base is really just an antacid. But uh, I'm not sure that it would take oh, all I that know. much. I was, I was making a joke, that's all. Yeah, no, I know. And I, I, you got me Thank thinking. I'm, I'm not sure if it would be that many. I don't know how much base it would take. I don't I think. I don't think I'm. It. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to try it. But hopefully, the uh, the analogy helps people understand when they're looking at their oil sample and they look at base. That's what it is. It, it's an acid. So, Rolaids, Tums, you know, there, there's lots of uh, substances that would work. They're there to neutralize acid. But for some reason, and I've read a bunch of articles on it, I even took a course on it, these new oils, the base disappears very quickly, but they say it's okay. I'm going to do a little more digging on that, but I think we're going to have to um, recalculate the oil sample limits. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Hi, I'm Dan Workman from Landstar's Heavy Specialized Services. Landstar, the nation's premier platform carrier, is looking for quality owner-operators who are interested in quality flat, step, heavy, or specialized freight. At Landstar, you'll find unmatched access to freight and big savings on straps, binders, chains, fuel, tires, and more. Find out why more owner-operators choose to make Landstar home by calling 877-472-0099 or visit us at leasetolandstar.com. The ELD mandate is coming up fast, but VDO Roadlog has you covered. Roadlog electronic logging devices are VDO certified and FMCSA registered, and they're the only ELDs to feature a built-in log printer to get you through inspections faster. With Roadlog, there's no need to hand over your phone or worry about data transfers. Just tap on the screen, and you get a paper printout that looks just like a traditional log and has all the data you need to get through inspection. Plus, Roadlog ELD these are available without monthly fees. Roadlog ELD is easy to install, simple to use, and keeps your personal data private and secure. Video Roadlog was developed by Continental, a global leader in ELDs, with over 5 million electronic logging devices in use worldwide. So, you can be sure they'll keep you compliant now and in the future. If you worry about the driving, leave the ELD mandate to Video Roadlog. Find out more at VDOroadlog.com. For P150, P150 GA, P150 NY, P150 OK, P150 TN, C250 A, C250 E, C250 Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $100, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-500-9481. 
This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. There are no networks, so you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-500-9481. That's 1-800-500-9481. 1-800-500-9481. Road Dog Live with KC Phillips. It's going to be some great conversation. It's only going to be that way if you join us on the show. Weekdays from 4 to 7 p.m. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We're uh, heading into the final segments of the show. It's always a little easier to get through. We're going to get back to some phone calls. We are off to Texas. Joseph, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi. Good afternoon, Kevin. Um, I'm going to have to preface it this time. Thanks. Thanks for all that you've done for us in the past, because right now you are sounding like a turncoat. Who in the world advises their uh, fellow business people that when they get into a position where they're on the winning end of supply and demand to say, look, you need to change. You don't, you don't need to be on the winning side. You need to, you need to bend and be flexible so, you, so the other people don't have to pay as much money. I, I don't get where you're coming from, where this idea of we need to be flexible. You don't? Really? I mean, you know how I think. Not at all. You... Well, well, Kevin, look, I'm a dummy. I, I'm a one <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not. No relationship. <laughs> no, you're not. Y- yes. I, do, I don't read books. Um, you think I choose to listen to music you, and think yet yeah, you listen think to music and think um, so here's where I'm coming from I, I love where we're going well, here, let me let me finish okay. this out all right go ahead okay we're okay I, I I knew nobody getting into the industry still don't really have any relationships with anybody any business people and yet I am able to make over a hundred thousand profit every year for the past eight years, and I've only been in the industry for eleven, and I've always ran on an ELD. So, this idea that we need to be more flexible because people are can't make money—like I said, I'm a dummy. <laughs> I don't have any education. I have nothing. So. Being flexible, all, all I hear is you're saying that, look, you're not going to make any money. You, you need to work more hours. No, no, so no, no. Hold on. If you would, I, all right, good. I will explain. Because I clearly said I don't want more than the 14 and I don't want more than the 70. I, I'm not looking for more hours. I, I said that. 
We have plenty. And I said, if you can't make enough money with 14 and 70, you, you just should go do something else. Because you're right. It, it's drop dead easy. And with rates going where they are, it's going to get a whole lot easier. But so money is clearly the first thing I'd like to look at. Supply and demand is going to work in our favor for quite some time because of ELDs. It'll eventually level out. But I don't like how restrictive the 14-hour rule is. I never liked it when I drove, but it was easy to cheat back then. But I, I don't like that ticking clock all the time. I like to take naps here and there. There are times when I like to drive more hours, times when I like to drive a lot less hours. I, I don't like the idea of something stupid could keep me from going home or delivering a load because of an hour here, an hour there. So I'm not looking to work more. I'm always looking to work less and make more. And with some flexibility in the rules, we could do that. Would we give up some of the supply and demand? We might. We might lose some advantage, but it'd be worth it for me to have a better lifestyle on the road. That's where I'm coming from on that. Well, you're not on the road. I think you need to keep your mouth shut on this stuff. <laughs> if you were in a truck, you, you can't shut you me up. What happened to freedom of speech? Well, <laughs> well I'm just saying, I don't know why your <laughs> listeners are calling in saying, look, Kevin, you don't drive a truck. Don't talk about hours of service. It doesn't affect you. Oh, That's what they should be saying to you. Well, they do on Facebook. They're just, you're the only one with the big enough pair to call me and say it on the air. Okay. They say well, it on Facebook all the time. Yeah. They just, and I invite, when they say it on Facebook, I invite them to come on the show so they can say it to me on the air. They just won't do it. Okay, when you but, say, you you just said I don't want to work more, I don't want more than the seventy or the fourteen. Okay, well then, what does this flexibility come in? You have flexibility within a fourteen-hour period each day. No, I, I don't. You said you didn't want to no. do more than fourteen. I I don't, but I but I also don't want to be so restricted that when I'm tired, I can't just stop and take a nap without screwing up my whole day. Now it might not be that I need okay, fourteen. What if you could make it the same amount of money? If you could make the same amount, amount of money, would it matter? Would you still be asking for flexibility? Yes. I, I, because you want to feel good when you drive? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that ticking clock. Just makes me crazy. Huh. See, I, I don't uh, think... When's the last time I, you were driving a truck? Well, it's been a while. It's been a while. But I practice okay. sometimes. I practice sometimes when I'm in my coach. Um, the last... <laughs> <laughs> I, I play super trucker in my coach, and I practice. Now, the last the last time I had to uh, let me think about this. The last time I had to abide by the hours of service would have been twenty eleven, and I just filled in for some of my drivers before I uh, the the year before I sold the contract. So it's been a little while. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're out, you're completely out of touch. I think money has got into your pocket somewhere where you would advise your 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 constituents to go and say, "Oh no, don't raise the rates. We will give you more time to hold us up at the docks." No, we're I mean, good. We're... It's going to give us the opportunity now where we can say, "Look, there's multiple loads available now. It's either you pay us on the spot for our detention time if you're going to hold us this long." We're not doing your loads anymore. 
Oh, oh, we might That's see great. that. It, no, think- it, it, it is great. But but I'm also, it's not always about the money. I think the money's going to come. So I, right, we're already seeing it. So I'm willing to give up a little bit of that, and I don't think we'd have to give up much to create some flexibility. Why do you need more than 14 hours? I don't need more than 14 hours. I just want to use them my way, not their way. See, that's the problem with you hours of service. You can use them your way as much as you want. No, I can't. No, I can't. Not, and, what and, can't you do in your 14-hour clock that you, that you think you should be able to do? Well, it's not just the 14-hour clock. It could be an appointment somewhere in there, too. Come on. Th- this is the one thing. You can't take away the one thing. That with all this fighting going on, the one thing that you can get people to agree on, nobody likes the 14-hour clock. Uh, uh, now, I don't mean this in a sparing way, because like I said, I myself am the average truck driver. I don't read, uh, made it out of high school, did a little college, so I might be a little bit above there, but... Just from being out here and interacting and listening, we're dummies, all right? I, I'm I know right. you can't say that. Well, of course I can. I have said it. Did, were you not listening when, when I was talking? It, I really pissed a lot of people off with this. When I used to say, look, I could almost teach a monkey to drive a truck. I used that phrase a lot. Boy, did people get really, really pissed off. This was when people wanted the government to make truck driving skilled labor. It's just not. Come on, we all learn how to drive a car when we're 15. We're 16. Driving, oh, driving a truck isn't much different than driving a car. It's just a little bigger and heavier. So I don't believe that truck driving is skilled labor as much as you know you want to argue that. I don't think it is. Now, running the business side of it takes a little bit of work and a little bit of smarts, but I'm with you. I barely got out of high school. Um, I I don't consider myself an intellectual by any stretch of the imagination, but I figured out how to make money with trucks. Right. Okay, so then I I go back and say, look, if you're – See, I, 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 I don't even want to ask you the question because you don't drive truck. I, I, I need to ask <laughs> people who actually drive and say, so you, I can pose this to the listeners who actually do drive a truck. Okay. If you could make the same amount of money in that 14-hour period and not have to you know, add two or whatever how many hours you want to add, would you rather keep it 14 and make the same amount of money or say, look, shipper receiver i'm a dummy i want to add four more hours so you can take as long as you want and i'm gonna drive because i'm gonna feel good i'm gonna take a i'm gonna try to take a nap when you load me or unload me see i'm not going to continually be looking out my window to see if i got a green or red light see maybe this is why this doesn't seem like such a big deal to me when long before anybody was talking about ELDs, long before they ever started screwing around with the hours of service, I always found ways around those long dock times anyway. I mean, you know, when I when I had the choice and I had my own authority, I just didn't go to those places. If it was that bad, or I'd find a way to do it and make money at it. So I never found all the dock time and detention to be an issue, period. 
So I don't see it being a big issue now. I don't like hours of service at all. I'd like to drive when I want to drive, rest when I want to rest, sleep when I want to sleep. So for me, just throw the damn hours of service out completely. What about just personal responsibility? If you drive when you're tired and you kill somebody, we'll hang you. I like that. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Radio 147 is your guide to the commodities markets, ag news, and trade with expert analysis protecting your investment. Fishing, hunting, conservation, rural lifestyle is the outdoor lifestyle on Rural Radio 147. Professional bull riding, rodeos, highlights, and live action from across North America. The number one source for Western sports, Rural Radio 147. Whether it's Western sports, hunting, and fishing, or the latest in ag markets, Rural Radio 147 will take you there. Rural Radio 147, or listen on your phone with a Sirius XM app. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice for you. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text RELAX44 to 543543 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. You can get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. Even better, right now you can get your first filter free plus free shipping. Text RELAX44 to 543543 with a huge range of brand and non-brand filters available. Filters Fast is the nation's largest filter home delivery company. You can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? And why not get your first filter free? Find out how by texting RELAX44 to 543543. That's R-E-L-A-X 44 to 543543. Hi, I'm Bob Seidel, a team driver advisor at Schneider. I drove teams with Schneider for 16 years, and it's my goal to help new teams enjoy it as much as I did. Schneider Van Truckload Team Drivers can surpass $70,000 per year each, totaling five to 6,000 miles a week, plus automated transmissions and electronic logs. Bring a partner or let Schneider help you find one. Team sign-on bonus of up to $10,000 per driver. Join the Schneider team at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. I keep hearing this thing called yoga is the way to achieve inner peace. But I get my inner peace from PrePass. It's the most reliable way station bypass and e-tolling platform in North America. And right now, you can free yourself with one free month of service. No yoga pants required. Call 888-559-PASS. Use the promo code ROADDOG or visit prepass.com slash ROADDOG to start your risk-free trial. 888-559-7277 or visit prepass.com slash ROADDOG. Namaste. Is that how you say it? I'm meteorologist Ken Boone here at the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. As we take a look at your east-west routes here heading through this Saturday night, we have a cold front moving through the nation's midsection, and that's going to be our travel trouble spot for us here as we head through the night. Also, some heavy rain falling across parts of the Pacific Northwest. Looking at your east-west route, let's start in the Pacific Northwest. Interstate 90 through Idaho and Washington, also 84 there through Oregon. Rain heavy in spots. As we move back towards the nation's midsection, travelers on Interstate 80, Iowa into Nebraska, Interstate 70 across Missouri into eastern Kansas, 40, Arkansas all the way through Oklahoma, that entire area. Showers and storms for us here as we head through tonight. And some of the storms could be strong to even severe with strong, gusty, damaging winds and heavy downpours. 
I'm meteorologist Ken Boone with custom weather for drivers twice an hour on the road dog, Sirius XM 146, and on the Sirius XM app for smartphones. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final half hour. It might be a little easier to get through, so keep trying. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We're off to Indiana. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. That was interesting. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joseph always makes me think. Yeah. Uh, let's go to something positive. Uh, you got me thinking with the uh, sliding uh, kingpin deal. Uh because of you, I started looking at uh, focusing on, on things, and I want to get into, uh, well, I'm in logistics. That's what I'm doing. i got a drive in, a utility. i, I got a light trailer. I think it's 11,000 pounds. I forget what the, the dry weight on it is. And instead of getting a box underneath the, uh, the trailer for all the pads and everything, my thinking was I was going to keep my pads. I do keep my pads uh, the first three feet of the trailer, and uh, the bars, I put an E-track up high in the roof to keep them all there and also make a wall to box in the, uh, the pads. Now, when I'm not doing that kind of work, I also want to be able to hold 45,000 pounds. So what I was going to do was I was looking at specking a 42-inch kingpin uh, to move the weight forward, like you're saying, because the pads aren't quite as heavy as, like, when you pull totes or something like that. Right. And also the thinking was by sliding uh, the kingpin back six inches, that shortens that distance. So for bridge law, I can slide the, uh, the tandems back six inches, and I got super singles, uh, so I can fall weight. So right now it works, but I'm not going to do it because um, I had this happen to me. I made a, I've got an APU on, on the frame uh, on the right side, and I made a, a, a very steep uphill right-hand turn, and with a 36-inch kingpin, I managed to uh, tear through my trailer rip up the uh, claw that uh, clamps that uh, APU to the side of the trail up in the air, and I bowed my frame. That was a $3,000 re- repair on the, on the frame. Ouch. And um, and uh, $800 or $900 to repair the trailer. So I'm thinking that trailer leaning over would be worse. Now, when I spoke to a uh, Hyundai dealer and a Vanguard dealer, because those seem to be the, uh, the best uh, other than utility to do logistics work with, they said, yes, it could be spec. The heavy haul guys do that. So that's why I thought it was possible to drive in. What, is there a higher fifth wheel? I mean, that's. I think that's what I would need, right? Uh, so that trailer doesn't hit the frame? Yeah, probably. You know, that, that it actually gets a little tricky, though, so it's not something I'd, I'd want to attempt over the phone. It, it would require some measuring, and it does get a little tricky. So I, I think your best resource there would be to work with the trailer manufacturer or whether or not you'd find a good sales guy that would know that kind of stuff i kind of doubt it um well no, nobody's ever nobody's ever done a uh, in a drive in a 42 inch kingpin yeah it, i know i mean every it, dealer i've spoken to well that's what i mean so it's it's hard to find people that can help you with this kind of stuff it's like when i was doing the research getting any help was out of the question. You just had to work it all out yourself. I mean, it was just measuring and trying and 
you know, very few people could answer any of those questions. The sliding kingpin is so rare. There's only one Canadian company that I know of that makes it, but I, I talked to them. Um, it can be retrofitted onto an older trailer. I was going to build one of our signature trailers with it. But even then, when you start looking at all the different possibilities, if you have a sliding kingpin, a sliding fifth wheel, and sliding tandems or, or even a spread, you have all kinds of options of how you shift weight around. Yeah, you just got to be careful that uh, with that much trailer hanging over in a uh, drive-in situation. So I think the heavy haul guys, it's a, that big, I don't know what it's called, that support that uh, the kingpin is on raises uh, the edges from touching the frame. Yeah, it, it, it could cause a cause an issue i you know i never got that deep into it i i had it all designed and specced but we hadn't started working out problems it was more of just the idea of being able to scale you know forty-five thousand pounds or more on a five axle um i'm sorry instead of on a four axle instead of five yeah i see the way you're going now the other thing too is uh because I went with the super singles, so I can do totes and stuff, um, you know, all that product is being shifted back three feet. Um, I'm running into an issue where I had Chad look uh, at my truck and trailer uh, this week at the Kenny Long's event. And, um, I, you know, all the bearings and everything are tight on the trailer. I've got the two-inch offset on the trailer. Um, does it make sense? I mean, am I wasting money uh, to, to go to zero offset on the trailer? Because... Right now, it's it's flexing. Uh, I don't know if I should just buy tires once a year, or or spend the money and get the zero offsets and wind up having the same situation. Well, That'd you very upsetting. I've got inside wear. Do you have the, on the uh, inside? You have the two inch offset on the trailer now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't just, run super singles on the truck. Just it didn't make yeah. sense to me at the time, no. but on the trailer, absolutely. Yeah, all you have to do with your two-inch is dismount the tire, flip the rim the other way, and remount the tires, and you end up with about a three-quarter-inch outset, and it doesn't cost you anything except some labor. Well, that's another situation. I went to a lot of places, including uh, T&E, and uh, it becomes a, um, I don't think we have the right valve stems. I don't think it's legal. I won't do it. So do you know anybody in practice doing this call mike beckett at md alignment and and whatever answer you get from him and and i'll follow up on this with mike as well um whatever answer you get from him i i will put him in contact with t and e and chad and i'll talk to chad about this maybe they're running into an issue that i wasn't aware of but i've heard mike make that recommendation many times well, I've, I've heard the recommendation also. I've been listening for years, but I don't know anybody in theory that's actually doing it. Well, I know I've had people here on the show that have done it. Now, where, where, you know, I never thought to ask that, you know, I didn't realize there were some shops that weren't willing to do it. And T&E would be surprising to me. So I'll, I'll follow up on that. Um, do you ever listen to uh, Mike's show on our network on Sunday nights? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've called in a couple of times. I didn't think they asked that question. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Like, TA, obviously, TA is, yeah, those, you know, they're difficult. They, yeah. actually, they actually called their main office. The main office said, no way, you will not do that. That's what they told them canning. Well, and that, that doesn't surprise me, the big corporate places. It's no different than the first time 
I tried to put wide singles on a single axle tractor. All the, the manufacturers told me, no way, we don't do it. And I said, why not? And they said, we don't believe it's stable enough. And I thought, how could it not be stable? What is the difference? And, but they wouldn't build it, so I had to buy the truck with tandems or with duels, and then I converted it. But I did it after I saw a whole bunch of converter dollies come into FedEx with wide singles on them. And I thought, the least stable part of the whole setup is the converter dolly, and if you can put wide singles on that, why the hell can't I put them on my tractor? Yeah, I hear you. So, you know, my thing is, I, I listened to your idea about a sliding kingpin. I, I, you know, just to, the, the, to be able to slide it back seems like a great idea. I just caution anybody that actually orders a trail like that, you really got to think about the height between. The, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Now, I, I get it. That's a good point, and that's something I hadn't gotten to yet when I was looking at it. So um, thanks for thinking about that and giving me the heads up. I am going to take another call before we head into this break. Ohio, we're off to this time. Mike, it's your turn. Hey, how are you doing, Kevin? Good. What's on your uh, mind today? Just wanted to let you know. I just wanted to let you know that CMC motor I put in my truck. I think I'm like a... 9.2 or something like that for the year. Wow. Not too bad. Pick that's 1.1 or something. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, I just want to make a comment about uh, a little bit about the logs. I, I just like to, uh, a question. You know, you have a lot of guys that like the e-logs and they love it so much. I, I don't know if they're taking into account the big brother thing going on there. And then also... Um, I use this keep trucking pad on my pad, and it works just like an e-log. In fact, if you had an electronic device, you could hook it into your truck. But I operate it exactly like it. But uh, so, you know, punch a button, and my logs are emailed into the company, and I have no paperwork. But it works just like paper logs. You can move things around. You have a little flexibility, you know, parking 10 miles away from your destination, waking up the next morning and, you know, cheating that 15 minutes, I guess. But I wonder how many guys, if, if they could use the keep trucking or a, a, a situation like that and not have the paperwork, and how many of the guys would actually say, I'm going to go do that instead of this being tracked and watched, big brother-wise. Let me uh, let, let me get to a break. I want to come back. I want to talk to you about that if you want to hold through the break. Stick around. We'll get to uh, more of your calls and questions right after this. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
first time ever, Sirius XM's Entertainment Weekly Radio presents the cast of The Walking Dead. The gang is back together. Get ready for season eight. More fights, more fights, and more walkers. There's a case to this season that we haven't felt for a long time. With Andrew Lincoln, Norman Reedus, Lenny James, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and Melissa McBride. Just the thought of, is anybody coming? Nope. <laughs> the Walking Dead Town Hall throughout the weekend on EW Radio, Sirius XM 105. Does hair loss run in your family? If you've noticed your hair is thinner or you've changed the way you style your hair to cover up areas, listen carefully. Capillus laser therapy caps can help if you take action now. Clinically proven to regrow hair with over a 95% success rate, the Capillus laser cap is a convenient way to treat your hair loss at home or on the go. Wear just six minutes daily. That's the time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Capillus laser therapy caps prevents progression of hair loss and regrow thinning hair in a dignified way. Unlike other treatments which require messy creams, possible birth defects and sexual problems capillus laser therapy caps have no adverse side effects cleared by the u.s food and drug administration and used by hair restoration physicians for years they are now available at www.capillus.com for men and women without a prescription from as little as 799 dollars satisfaction is guaranteed don't wait do something about it now before it's too late learn more and see what doctors and patients have to say about capillus at capillus.com forward slash radio or call 866-888-3058 as a Marine serving in Afghanistan, I conducted logistics patrols in some of the world's most dangerous places. The Sport Clips Help a Hero Scholarship Program helps U.S. military veterans like Jacob Deeds gain the education and training needed to transition into civilian life. When I came home, I was ready for a new mission. The Sport Clips Help a Hero Scholarship is helping me get a degree in electrical engineering. Help a Hero took a load off me and my family. You can donate to Help a Hero at all participating Sport Clips locations. Just ask your Sport Clips stylist or look for the Help a Hero donation box. And on Veterans Day, November 11th, Sport Clips will donate a dollar for every haircut. That's what we call making your cut count. My name is Jacob Dietz, United States Marine, and I'm saluting you. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. To learn more about the Sport Clips Help a Hero Scholarship Program, visit sportclips.com. Truck drivers. Martin drivers average $1,200 a week, including $20 per hour for detention, trailer maintenance, and inclement weather pay. Since Martin's pay plan is built around e-logs, Martin knows how valuable your time is and has spent the past five years building an industry-leading pay plan to keep drivers earning even when the wheels aren't rolling. Make the move to Martin today. Call 888-239-5746 to apply or visit driveformartin.com. At 7 a.m. East, it's the Dave Nemo Show. With news, traffic, and weather updates, we'll get you where you need to be. Exclusively on... Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to get back to the calls. I was talking with Mike in Ohio. Um, you know, Mike, this is, this is a, we're going to argue this forever. We've argued, you know, hours of service forever. Um, I, I think a lot of, I, I will tell you one of the things that I've been shocked about over the years, and this has been about the last 10 years since we've been talking at all about electronic logs, 
I'm shocked by how many yeah. people do like them for the reason you just said. That that everybody right. hates filling them out and dealing with the paperwork, and you turn them into your carrier, and they turn them back, and you got to fix something, and you know a lot of that just goes away, right. and a lot of people like that. Now, the the Big Brother aspect, that was my first knee-jerk reaction about why I hated this. You know, I I don't like the hours of service to begin with. Now, to have them tracked this way was even worse. Although, if I have to live by the hours of service, I like the idea of not having a bunch of paperwork to do. Right. You know, that that other caller that was talking to you, and you and I were all in the same situation i barely graduated from high school if i didn't have a master key to the school and i looked down where i grew up to going to school at night to get all the answers to the test <laughs> i would have never graduated <laughs> and and uh uh so and, but i become an airline pilot at the age of 22 for united airlines and been very successful in business three businesses you know yeah doing this for the fun of it and so uh, I don't like that. Now, as far as running, I run my pad. I very, very seldom ever cheat at all. I just run it like normal, and I get fine just, fine just fine. And I think, like the other caller said, he's probably worked his business like I've worked mine. I I can work run. I don't run any more than 50 hours a week, and I'll still net oh, about 110 this year. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so it, it, so that that's how I just work work my stuff it's all about relationships and and all that so i wouldn't have a problem with it other than the fact that yeah there's gonna be times i'd like to be able to you know get home or something like that you know but i very seldom ever have to because i don't drive enough hours to worry well, about it well, well now here's like the big brother thing and i i i well i don't yeah. either clearly i i don't like that i get where you're coming from but what about when you were a pilot was there ever a time where yeah. they didn't know exactly where that plane was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. We dealt with it there, too. Yeah. We dealt with it there all the time. But uh, but in, in that aspect, uh, there, uh, you know, you could you could go down 14 hours and wave it to 16 hours, and you have the increased rest time, and there's certain regulations. But even at that... Um, you know, they, they added on, he, was only had, he only had to have eight hours of rest at night, which is surprising to me, but the union contract would add on another um, 30 minutes for the host to get to the hotel and another 30 minutes to get back from the hotel, which added another hours of rest, you know, but that only made it nine hours. You could, you could be on duty for 14 hours and only have nine hours rest there. And it's still like that to this day. Well, and, and... But there's two people in the cockpit. And, True. Right. And uh, uh, so, uh, and, but yeah, but but another thing there was, as far as the company, uh, you know, if if you got to the hotel and you didn't get any sleep and you were tired and you needed more time, uh, you could tell them, and they didn't, they didn't, maybe either call out another pilot or something. They never ever questioned you as a pilot. We're in the truck driving, you know. Okay, we'll just find somebody else. Well, yes so. and no. I mean, I, I, I think, and I've had this experience, it, there were times it never had any, no, no, there was a time when it had something to do with hours. I, I, when I had my trucks at FedEx, I can remember probably three times that I called them and said, 
I hate to do this, but you are not getting these trailers on time. And, and you know, in a, right. a hub-and-spoke system like that, which is a lot like the airlines, you screw up one leg, you're going to screw up somebody else and maybe multiple somebody else's. Right. But there were two, right. two, 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 at least two times I remember weather-related black ice, and I said, this truck is not moving. It's not going anywhere. You're not getting those trailers on time. Nobody gave me a hard time about right. it. And there was another right. time yeah. when I was switching back and forth. I was on the extra board. I had a, a truck I put on the extra board. And some days they would call me to come in and work the morning shift. And then other times they'd call me in to work overnight. And going back and forth right. from days to night was a nightmare. And I did it once. Right. After being up all day, they called me to work at night. And I did. And I was about three hours from getting back to the terminal, and there was, and I had plenty of hours, but there was no way I was safe to drive that truck. And I pulled over, and right. I called them, and I said, guys, look, I'm sorry. I am not going to make it. Right. I'll, tr- I'll try to take a 20-hour yeah. nap, and if I get up and I feel okay, I'll try to come in. But I, and I tried, and it was just one of those nights it wasn't going to work, and I, I wouldn't right. drive. But, you know, I was also one yeah. of those guys that was always willing to help out, always willing to solve a problem when they had it. So the couple times that I had to do it, nobody was going to give me a hard time about that. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the way I operate. I'm I'm with CRST Malone. And the company there, uh, you'll have more pressure put on by the agents to get the load there than you will by CRST will back you before they'll back their own agents. If you're tired or if it's weather or something like that, they're real strict on that. They don't want any accidents. So they do back you. The agents will kind of, well, you know, we really got to get it there. You right, know, and right. Make you kind of feel bad. But I never have to worry about it. It's like when Ted first came over here, uh, one day he called me up and said, man, he said, they want me to take my truck down and deadhead down and get a load. And uh, uh, some guy's truck had broke down or something. I don't know what they're going to get you know, pay me and stuff. And, and I said, well, why are you worried about it? Just go get it. They'll take care of you. Cause I'm on, you know, our agent is the trucking company. It's really good. We've got it signed on. I said, because it, they'll pay you and you'll probably be surprised what they pay you for, you know, going and saving the load, but just don't even ask, just say, okay, I'll go do it. And because that'll pay off later with the load you get later on. They'll always remember that. Exactly. You know, and if we do the you always want to do the extra. Yeah, and if we had more drivers doing that, more companies that that did that, we wouldn't have all these problems. But you know, we have a lot of people that will use they'll cheat the hours of service when it makes sense for them. They'll they'll use it to say no, I can't when it doesn't make sense for them. And I know we we all might do that a little bit, but. Like I said, the, right. you know, over the whole time I was there, to to hold up trailers a couple times when it was clearly a safety issue, um, and all the problems I helped with and solved, I, I didn't fear for a second that anybody was going to say anything about it. And there's still a little bit of hypocrite goes on out there with the e-logs because these guys will arrive the night before, park at their receiver, and then. Uh, sleep there and then they'll drive you know 500 feet to go unload uh 
because their clock isn't turning on and they may have only got eight hours of sleep and they'll pull up there, but yet they'll still show themselves off duty. Right. So they're running illegal there too. Yeah. And it, you know. it, it's going to be an interesting world after the 18th. No question. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, you know, all that stuff, uh, it's going to get good. I have a feeling when you throw another 40% of the trucks in there, probably that's uh, you know, going to go on, it's going to get good. The, the rates and everything are going to go up, but it's going to be, I don't know, maybe you'll know six, eight month year, and there'll be more trucks out there running. And they'll start getting it figured out and it'll all level off and we'll be right back where we're at right now. I, I think so. That That's how a, a free yeah. market works. Anytime yes, you exactly how it works. Yeah, anytime you create a, 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 a really good opportunity to make more than the norm in any segment or industry or product or market, people will rush in because it is better than the norm, and then pretty soon it equalizes right. again, and we're right back to where we started. That, that's how a free market works. Right. The only way to really succeed right. in a free market is to continue to innovate and be better than the average. Well, it was good talking to you. All right. Good talking to you, Mike. Sorry we had to, uh, the system cut you off right there at the very end. That is because I am all out of time. And if it didn't cut me off, I would just keep talking and talking, and we'd be at a break, and I might not even know it. So uh, good stuff as always. Good to get your feedback on that. Thanks for the calls today. Hey, don't forget we released that free course today. If you or anybody you know is in a lease purchase plan or thinking about buying a truck, you really need to see this course. It's free. Very excited. We finally released a free course. Check it out at Let'sTruck.com. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. XM 146 or listen on the Sirius XM app. The NBA.